Hello, this is Do Go On. I'm Matt Stewart. And I'm Taran Jayamana. And uh, we're in Sydney. And uh, we're about to be in Brisbane. And we're doing live shows. They're called Dry Dryer. And also, who knew with Matt Stewart in both those cities? And you can get details at mattstewartcomedy.com. Anything else you want to tell the good listeners that do go on, Saran? Well, the whole point of this was you thought that it might be more engaging if you had a different voice. But you've said most of the information. So, hey, come see us in Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah, that was engaging. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. This week's episode of Do Go On is brought to you by our Ireland and UK tour starting this weekend. Wait, what? I'm not even packed. (laughs) Neither have I. Oh, God. Um, By the time you hear this, we'll already be in the air on the way there. Well, don't worry, because I've already converted my cash into Benjamin, so I'm ready to go. Oh, no. Oh, this is not good. We'll have to tell him off air. (laughs) Their, their currency there is clearly Michael's. Oh dear. He does this Michael every Collins. time. Oh, this is embarrassing. Oh, and also I'm doing a live stand-up show with more funny stuff like that <laughs> on the 7th of December in London. Did I say that yet? It's getting late. Yeah, we didn't mention any of our shows yet. To be honest, you just jumped in. <laughs> also, should we start again? <laughs> no, just quickly, we're doing shows. The first one's this Sunday in Dublin, and then we are moving over to the UK for a week to the show, so we're not moving there permanently, sorry. Uh, we're going to Glasgow, Bristol, Leeds, Birmingham, and London. Some of those are sold out. Look up which ones. And, and, if, s- if and you- some aren't. <laughs> All right, good intro. Dogonpod.com for tickets. MattStewartComedy.com slash gigs if you want to come see me in London on the 7th of December. You should come. <laughs> I love you always have to do the slash gigs, like people won't be able to navigate there themselves. <laughs> oh, I'm here now. Where do I go? Oh, no. What, do I click on this thing? Contact? Contact? Is this where I click? Hmm. Oh, well, I won't be going. <laughs> Hello and welcome. <laughs> Just keep going. I'll do it. I'll do it. Hello and welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnocky and I'm here with Matt Stewart and Jess Perkins. That's how you do it, Dave. Fantastic. I, for everyone out there, I do 
two podcasts now, which is one too many. And now Book Cheat is a slightly different intro. And it You is, had a meltdown. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Book Cheat versus hello and welcome to another episode of Do Go On. It's very confusing. That's okay. We got there and this is Do Go On. Dave? Thank you so much. Can I take my uh, voice back yeah. for the rest? Maybe. Uh, I'm sitting here with Jess Perkins and Matt Stewart. How are we? Hey, good, Dave. Thank Thanks for having us on Book Cheat. It's good to be here. Oh, no. No, Matt. No. Oh, so no, is this Primate? Sorry, did you oh not listen? God. It's another episode of Do Go On. This isn't that hot new podcast, Listen Now. Oh, my God. Well, actually, listen now to this intro because it's not just the three <laughs> of us here. <laughs> it's not just the three of us here this week. We have a special guest reporter, and that is your Listen Now co-host. Hello to Sam Tonkin. Hey. Hello, hello. Hey. Hello, Sam Tonkin. Hello, Matt Stewart. <laughs> it's nice to meet you. Oh, sorry. I thought you were shaking my head. I'm grabbing the... Why are you grabbing is the... this... What's happening? I don't... Oh, is this not a thing we're doing? Okay, never mind. Matt's just fixing my microphone because I still haven't learned how to fucking talk into it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see my computer. <laughs> Life is hard. Yeah, this anyway. is, the, co- this is the, tr- the struggle of this podcast. Now, very recently, the podcast network within a podcast network which is Do Go On podcast within Planet Broadcasting Podcasts, mm. uh, added another podcast to the song podcast. <laughs> yeah, our sexy new <laughs> son. Voice recording. Yeah. You're trying to hit. In the family. <laughs> <laughs> sexy new son's not right. Uh, oh, my son's so sexy. <laughs> obviously, you got old man Do Go On in the corner. Yeah. But uh, who's always... this cool kid who's just arrived at school? He's looking his hair back, listening to music from the 70s. Yeah, he's the Fonz in the cafeteria, <laughs> elbowing the locker. <laughs> Jukebox. Can we, let's start this episode. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, Matt, you and Sam have launched a new podcast fairly recently called Listen Now. That's right. Yes, and it's a podcast that goes through some of the rockinest bands' back catalogues. Starting with? Uh, starting with uh, Australian pub rock legends, Cold Chisel. There you go. Have you chizzed before, Dave? <laughs> oh, I live to chiz. <laughs> yeah. Jess, you chiz- um, That's actually really funny because that sounds a little bit like jizz. <laughs> oh. um, so that has a different meaning what you guys are saying there. That's disgusting. <laughs> no. I did not mean that at all, which is probably makes it even funnier because I didn't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm glad I could point it out for you. That is good stuff. Very good stuff, one and all. Um, yeah, so... Cold Chisel, great band. Anyway, <laughs> not relevant for now. This is a different podcast. This is Do Go On. Yes. How does is, this one go, Dave? Well, this one usually goes like this. The three of us, <laughs> or a guest, Sam, welcome. Hey. So great to have you here. Thanks. Do a report on a topic uh, suggested often by a listener, or often suggested by a listener, and <laughs> the people that aren't reporting, they don't know what the reporter's going to talk about. And usually we start with a question, I hope that one of us told you that. Yes. And if not, <laughs> well, you're already one step ahead of Jess because she rarely writes a question. I always forget. And when I write them, they're no good. Excellent. So it's better if I riff them. But we're all different, Sam. We're all different. Um, if you wrote a question, cool. If you didn't, that's all right too. Excellent. Jess thinks you're a nerd because you wrote a question. <laughs> Shut up. It's the glasses, isn't it? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I take them off. I can't see the screen. <laughs> I've just started wearing glasses uh, at work to look, when I look at a computer. Yep. And I reckon today someone asked me a question they wouldn't have last week because I was wearing glasses. What, what was, was it an IT question? Because I get them all the oh, fucking really? time now. <laughs> um, have you tried turning it off and on again? <laughs> you would be surprised how much that fucking works. I'd say just clear your cookies. <laughs> <laughs> clear your cookies and your cached data. It works cached. every time. You sound so clever. Thank mm. you. 
Cash. I used Cash. to work for a website and I would help in customer service and that was generally the go-to and it would fix most things. It really does. It fixes everything. <laughs> and they'd go, oh, thank you so much. I'd go, yes, I have a degree. My, <laughs> office is, my office is on fire. Clear the cache. Have you cleared the cache? you got to no. clear that cache. I was Don't know, just Google it. Yeah. Google it. It'll be fine. Don't put Google into Google. Anyway, um, yeah, let's kick things off. Right. Like, Sam, this question, like the question, the anticipation is building now. Yes, <laughs> the tension. Uh, so which Australian icon found their biggest fame in the US as a screaming cowboy? <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Lee Kernigan? So many options. Shannon Knoll. Okay. Uh, the famous oh. Aussie screaming cowboy? Yes. Mm. Who is better known as? The man from Snowy River. Uh, <laughs> of course. Yes. Uh, no, it is, in fact... Back to the cold chisel reference earlier is Jimmy Barnes. Jimmy Barnes. Barnes. None of us could get it. (laughs) If only you had known. It was sitting right there in front of us all along. You can literally see her screen, Matt. You could have cheated there. I don't cheat. Doesn't have glasses on. Oh yeah, you can't see shit. Can only see the screen if you got glasses. My glasses aren't (laughs) seeing near glasses. They're seeing far glasses. Seeing far. (laughs) They're seeing far glasses. Okay, so don't even try and come at me because I got your measure. <laughs> Is that how the optometrist gave you the... Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Excellent. Anyway, uh, so we... you Well, you guys, we... Me, me welcome, guys, to my new, new podcast. Uh, Maddie and the detective Herbert Covington, Covington mm-hmm. uh, have both requested my boy Jimmy Barnes. Oh. Wow. Which is nice, convenient, easy because... Yeah. I know him's life. <laughs> I, know him's say I know him's life. I know I him's life. <laughs> That's a strong But in a way start. you know. You feel like through, you know Through him. reading his book and watching many a YouTube video, I feel like I really know him. Yeah, I feel like a lot of Australians feel a little bit that way. Even without reading his book, you're just sort of like, ah, oh, yes, Barnes yeah. Yeah. feels like that friendly neighbour. Yeah. Uncle Jim. Yeah. Uncle, Uncle Screaming Jim. Yeah. <laughs> God, he's loud, <laughs> but he's a friendly guy. Oh, yeah. He feels um, like the type of uncle that would just always give you like 20 bucks or something, you yeah. know? And then yes. say, can you pick me up a six pack? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can keep the change. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uncle Jimmy, yes. I'm seven. Yeah. All yeah. right. Fine, four pack, whatever. <laughs> whatever you can carry. <laughs> Tiny arm blaster. <laughs> um, so, should we, should we just... Yeah, go yeah. Yeah. I can't we just go straight him. into it. Can't wait to learn more about Jimmy. So... The tumultuous life. Oh. We're going to start sad here. I'm not going to lie. It's a sad It's a sad start of Jimmy's life and most of his life. Hopefully there'll be a laugh in here. I don't know. <laughs> I've, I've not written this in any sort of a fun form. Uh, James Dixon Swan was born in 1956 in Cowcaddens in central Glasgow, Scotland. Uh, he was the fourth of six children born to Jim and Dorothy Swan, uh, who all lived together in Cowcaddens until December 1961. Uh, when they decided to jump on the SS Strathneva uh, to Australia uh, with the intention of escaping the depressing greyness and poverty of Scotland. Oh, Oh, I'm so So sorry, Scotland, which we will be in uh, this (laughs) time next week. In Glasgow. (laughs) Yeah. How old, what year was he born, sorry? 56. So he was like five five. four or five or something. Yeah, Yeah, right. right. He's really held on to the accent, hasn't he? Yeah. And he still remembers a lot of... 
those times in Scotland. Like he's still he's got quite a strong memory for someone who drank for most of his life. So. <laughs> yeah. hey, well, that was probably the only time in his life he wasn't drinking. Yeah. So <laughs> Funny you say that. He started at the age of nine. Okay. <laughs> what? I'm not even joking. Oh, Jimmy, and I did not realize that Barnes is that a stage name? No, but we will come to that oh, later. Because I was going to say because. It's, I know it's now a classic name because it's him, but yeah, Jimmy Barnes. It doesn't seem like the name that you would pick. Could yeah. have been Swanee. Yeah. Oh, I know. I think someone else took that actually. I I moved to Melbourne when I was uh, five as well from country Victoria, and I like I you retained the accent as well. I, I did. <laughs> I too right. I did, and I um. Yeah, bloody oath, I did. <laughs> but I I remember quite a bit from those early years as well, so that makes sense. And uh, yeah, you're right. You're too right that I do have the country Victorian <laughs> the, the bloody accent. accent. But the accent is interesting because generally it's like uh, mid-teens is sort of the cutoff. Yeah. Our friend Alistair Trombley-Birchall, he he has the Canadian accent or a yeah. lot of it from when he moved over when he was 13, but his younger brother has got an Australian accent. And exactly really? the same with Dave Callan. That's right, yeah. Irish accent, his younger brother sounds Australian. What? Yeah, it's sort of like that 13 to, yeah, maybe it's 13. I always sort of said 15, but it's probably a little bit earlier than that. Jimmy was very mature for his age. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, he's sort of got a little bit, it's it's faint, yeah. but it's there. It's never left. Yeah. Cool. Um, uh, Jimmy, so I read his books recently, which mm-hmm. also we will come to, um, and he recalls living in an inner city slum filled with alcohol and violence, uh, where as a kid, you couldn't step outside the house without a parent to protect you from the roaming gangs of teens. <laughs> so teenagers are going to beat up some little kids. Yeah. There was like, <laughs> he has some story about him and his mate at like the age of four or five and they decided to, you know, go take a risk and go for a walk. They got cornered by this gang of kids between like five and 15 um, who they like kind of trapped him in an area and were like throwing rocks and shit at him. And then they're like, you've got five seconds and run or else we're going to cut you up. <laughs> and Jimmy said he just took off like nothing and his friend just basically shit himself and stood still. And so this gang like cut him up and he then lit the lit the little shed on fire what? that he was in. And the last Jimmy ever heard of him was that he went to hospital and that he, he thinks that he was okay because the family moved away, yeah. but he doesn't know what happened normally, to the kid. That normally means the, the kids survive when the family move <laughs> away. Yeah, <laughs> definitely is. Tr- but yeah, well, like, that's insane. Was yeah. that, so that was Glasgow or was that Adelaide? Glasgow. Glasgow, holy shit. It doesn't shit. feel very Adelaide, but, you know, it was a different time. <laughs> yeah. And also it's not much to do in Adelaide. Yeah, they might, Yeah, the, the gangs were all <laughs> drinking full body red. It's really more psychological bullying when you get to Adelaide. It's like, yeah. oh, you don't know anything about why. <laughs> oh, is that only fifteen dollars per dollar? Oh, how embarrassing! <laughs> oh, that's cute. <laughs> Far out. That's insane. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Hey? That's messed up. Um. So, and then to add to this, <laughs> uh, Jimmy's parents had a violent relationship where they fought constantly, usually to his father's drinking. Uh, Jim Senior uh, would get paid, get, head straight to the pub, and spend pretty much the whole uh, income for the week. Uh, would return to his wife who was fuming. Swearing would turn to yelling, which would turn to punching. And Jim Senior in his day was a featherweight prize fighter. Okay. Uh, so Jimmy's mom, Dorothy, was constantly on the losing end. Oh, so it was real, fuck. It's a real fucking depressing start to life. That's and awful. also this podcast. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> I was like trying to be like, where can I just like, you know, lighten it up a bit? Fucking nothing. Yeah, it's, it's sort of hard to brush real, over. Like, so he had a really bad life. His dad's a bad dude. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. And I was saying that, like, I messaged Matt earlier, and I'm like, have I spent too much time with like <laughs> the early stages? But so much of it 
explains why he was how he was yeah. later in life. Totally. I, I think like, we're, we're going to go into it. Yeah, it's and happening. you, you got to, I can tell you that we've covered some pretty fucked up stuff. So it's, it's. Yeah, okay. you're fine. Cool, excellent. It's, uh, it, yeah, it's, and we've made jokes about some pretty fucked up stuff too. <laughs> okay, so cool. don't worry. Remember when cool, the cool. Zodiac Killer wore clip-on glasses <laughs> and a bib and a bib? What a dad! How do you do clip-on glasses? Onto his yeah. balaclava. <laughs> he clipped him onto his balaclava. I think. He's a thinker. Anyway, that's he, fun. she, they. I don't know. What? A, um, anyway, uh, no. Good assumption. He. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, wait, did they catch him? No, nah, but the descriptions were pretty... That was a report I did. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> no idea, Sam. Excellent. Um, but uh, have a listen. Uh, um, <laughs> I've got no idea. Cool. Um, so the Swan family then arrived in Adelaide in January 1962 and were taken to Finsbury Hotel, uh, which was basically a really shitty government housing type of thing. Right. Uh, so... Finsbury housed about 2,300 people in small, cramped, corrugated iron huts that had no insulation from the biting cold or the searing heat. Because Adelaide goes both ways. Both ways. It gets hotter than Melbourne and probably as cold. It's like regularly upwards of 40, isn't it? Yeah, their summers are even more brutal than ours. Yeah. So so it sounds like they took them a a few months to get here, did it? Was it on the boat? What was it? Just over a month? Makes it sound like I'm now picturing like ye oldie times. Catch it coming over That's with a, the first fleet or they, something. They called they called themselves the ten pound tourists because right. it costs like ten pounds yeah. to escape yeah. know, anywhere in the UK by the sounds of it. And then go to Australia to a fucking desert. Yeah. How are we getting to Dublin? Are we catching the ten pound <laughs> boat? Oh yeah. <laughs> Thirty pounds, we're getting there. No return ticket. Good afford it. How long is it gonna take us to get there? Six weeks. Oh, we're gonna miss the show. Oh. Oh, oh no. I didn't think about that. Who's done the logistics here? Let me make some calls <laughs> to my travel agent. Hello, flight centre. <laughs> Why'd you book a boat? <laughs> you called flight centre. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Excellent. I'm giving them a terrible Yelp review. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah, no, you're Don't right. Be hasty. Sorry about yeah, that. Two and a half at least. <laughs> um, so the tenants had to share toilets, bathrooms, and wash houses, uh, which was uh, much to the disgust of most of them who had moved from similar conditions in Scotland and England. So Jimmy talks about like in his uh, in Glasgow, they'd be in like also kind of government type buildings, and if you had to go to the toilet, it was like a separate building out the back. You'd have to walk past like drunks and you know people getting killed and stuff <laughs> with a parent. Yeah. Um, and then they've moved to Australia, you know, the lucky country, and I have to deal with the same thing again. So yeah. pretty, in tin sheds. Pretty, yeah, it's like, so and they're and circular. So right. his, they, like, couldn't hang up picture frames and make it homey. They were just in, like, a fucking water tank by the sounds <laughs> yeah. of Yeah, it does sound like a water tank. <laughs> um, Weird. Good for keeping yeah. water, at least. Yeah, I mean, not with people in it, but it's on. Mm. Win some, lose some, I suppose. Yeah. Could they live under the sea? Oh. <laughs> Can we fill it with water? That would be a bit more comfortable in the yeah. heat. Hey. Oh, but not good in the cold. Lilo's. No. What if warm it's warm water? water. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are thinkers. <laughs> um, so after two years of living in this shitty public housing, uh, the Swans got the, a place of their own in Elizabeth, uh, which is about 24 kilometres northeast of Finsbury, which is slightly north of Adelaide. Right. Kind of geography. Fans. Oh, there's a few geography fans Excellent. who listen in. Adelaide's like west of Melbourne, but east of Perth. Yeah, and sort of. No- yeah, northwest of Melbourne, south of Alice Springs. Yes. Yep. Um, probably southwest of Brisbane. Yeah. Yep. Uh, south of 
Dublin. Is it wet By south? quite a margin. By... Mm. Unless you keep going north. Okay. Then you get that. It's really far north. Up and over. <laughs> um, so, unfortunately, the drinking and fighting only got worse uh, until one day when Jimmy was eight years old, his mother left. Uh, he describes waking up one morning to find that she just wasn't there uh, and, quote, I didn't wake up expecting to find her gone. I didn't hear any fighting in the middle of the night. There was no breaking glass, no swearing or cries for help. There wasn't even any shouting. She was just gone. So eight years old, he's got, I think, three older siblings, two younger siblings, including like a real young like baby. Uh, and his mother was just like, no, I'm out. I'm out. It's too much. Um so in the time after Dorothy, his mother left, uh, the poverty only got worse and worse. Uh, one of the saddest stories uh, that he talks about is the complete lack of food that they had available. Um, his oldest sister, Dot, uh, had stolen and hidden 10 bucks from their dad while he was like passed out on the couch, uh, taken it to buy a sack of potatoes to cook for the kids to eat. She's only like 16 or 17 Aww. at this point. Um, and meanwhile, the youngest sister, Linda, had brought home some stray cats who decided to shit on the sack of potatoes. Oh, but they were so band, desperate. The old rockabilly band. Isn't it? Oh, the stray cats. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Shit. That's classic <laughs> rock and rollers. <laughs> the sack of potatoes was also a band. Um, <laughs> the stray cats did not like them. <laughs> violent times in Adelaide yeah. in the 60s. Um, but he, they were so desperate for food that... They had to, like, scrub the shit off the potatoes, Aww. gagging into the sink just so they could eat something for dinner. Cat shit is bad. That's, bad. That's yep. some of the worst <laughs> Thanks shit. Thanks for clarifying I that. was <laughs> almost certain that you were going to tell me that they ate the cats with the potato. So <laughs> yeah, we said in she brought up cats. I was like, oh, oh no, don't no. eat cat meat. That, I think it's poisonous. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's is cat meat poisonous? I'm fairly sure that's why it's not a delicacy, right? Oh, I don't oh, know. There you go. Oh, delicacy. Mm. Yeah, that makes Because in a lot of countries they do eat dogs. Yeah. Yeah. They're good That's... eating, apparently. Don't. I have no idea, but I mean, I imagine if it's a delicacy in some countries. Yeah, right. Yeah, True. But no, Dave, they didn't eat the cats. They just scraped the cat oh. shit off oh. the potatoes. Well, that's a real step probably, up. This is good. This probably is how, kicks the cat. This is how we can work through it, the tragedy. Just imagine the worst thing in the world and it doesn't seem as bad. Yes. Cat shit? <laughs> that's way better than eating a cat. <laughs> is it? I don't even know. It's actually. all about perspective. Yeah, exactly. Um, so an unspecified period of time later, Jimmy's mum came back for them, bringing her new partner, uh, Reginald Victor Barnes. Oh, Barnes. Yeah. Reg is Mr. a great name. Reg Mr. Barnes. Barnes. Reg. Isn't that so bloody straight Yeah. yeah. We used to have neighbours that lived across the road from us, like next door to each other, who were brothers, Reg and Des. Oh, yeah, that's like, so good. And that's also the guy Australia. who came up with Neighbours, the TV show, was named Reg Grundy. Actually, yep. there you go, Reg. Excellent. When fact. you said a neighbours and a, was a Reg fact, I'm like, well, I know where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> and did you, Matt? And did you? <laughs> no, it turns out it took a little Have left turn Have you done a Neighbours episode? No. no. I guess, yeah, there would be. Have I any mean, of us watched Neighbours? I watched it growing up religiously. I've no. never watched it. In this late, country. Late 90s, early 2000s. In this country, people commonly refer to neighbours and home and away characters, and I cannot differentiate between them. They're like, you know, Dr. Carl and Sue or something. And I'm like, are they home and away? Are they still on it? Are they like Toadie's friends? Basically, the difference is that home and away, they're blonde. Yeah, Yeah. they're by the seaside. Mm. Right. (laughs) The ocean. And Dr. Carl's on one. Yeah. Uh, Neighbours. Who's the home and away character then? Uh, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, the Hemsworth. Back in the day. Oh. Kim. That's Had a right. crush on him, them? Have a crush on him. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, what a babe. Sign the Crows. He's home and yes, away. Yes. And there's Elf on one oh, and there's Alf. another angry old man on the other. Uh, Harold. 
Harold. No, he was the jolly old man. Oh. The angry one was Lou Carpenter. Oh, I'm thinking oh, of Harold. Yeah. Get out of my pub. I'm <laughs> Lou Carpenter. Oh, yeah, that's Carpenter. right. <laughs> when we were in Thailand for the podcast festival this year, was it, or last, yeah. whenever it was, we went to the Elephant Sanctuary. Did you come with me? I can't remember. Oh, was you, Dave, do you remember anything? <laughs> it was in June. You, were, <laughs> you didn't leave you your were, room. You were much. there with me, were you? Yeah, we, I went with you. Remember, yeah. And then there was a video beforehand telling us about the park, and it was Lou Carpenter. What? Oh, I remember what? you telling me this is one of those classic situations where I had to pretend to yeah. know. You went, oh, look, it's bloody Lou from <laughs> Home and Away and All Neighbours. And I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I know him. <laughs> Wow. That's a, that's a fun fact. That's yeah, a gap in your knowledge. Thanks and mine too, but yeah. at least I know some characters. Anyway, we've him. derailed, but she's turned up with a new man who I think, from memory of hearing this story, is a nice man. He is. Yes. Jimmy, Good on you, Dorothy. Jimmy describes him as an angel in his life, Aww. which is really lovely. Um, nearly, nearly all of the Swan siblings seem to love Reg uh, and the calming effect that his regular routine life uh, brought to them was visible across the board. There's something to be said about, you know, just a like a boring dad. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Dependable. Apparently, yeah. The, the stability was really good for their emotional state. Yeah. Funny that. Funny that. Um, and with, with that, they knew every day that Reg would go to work. They knew that he would come home each evening. They knew that he would have his wages and that dinner would be on the table every night at six. Was wow. it catch it? Um, <laughs> with potatoes. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they were fancies, gourmet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jimmy eventually started calling Reg dad and later changed his surname oh. to Barnes in honour of Reg. Oh, that's, that's so nice. nice. That's pretty cute, hey? That's oh, really good. I'd, lo- I'd love to see the first time he called Reg dad. I reckon oh, Reg would have he... stoically sort of held back the tear, but one would have rolled down his cheek. And he just pat him on the shoulder. Said, yeah, and he, call, he calls him son. Well, yeah. actually, he calls him. Apparently, Reg just called everyone love. So he'd be like, "All right, all right, love, <laughs> of help me." Like, he did. can you imagine like this little tiny little Jimmy Barnes mm. who's just been like watching his dad beat his mum up for life, and now he's got some old bloke just being like, "All right, love." Yeah, oh. that's so, that'd be so nice. Bless. It's funny too because if you grow up with a because that was that was a hundred percent my dad. Mm. Like, went always had good jobs. We were fine. Yeah, but you're always kind of like, "No, oh, dad's boring." Yeah. <laughs> Like coming from that, coming from abusive, yeah. That dad is dream dad. Yep, no emotional scarring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, dad's home and he's the same as he always is. <laughs> Thanks, dad. <laughs> um, while all of that was happening, uh, they eventually moved in with Dorothy and Reg, and it would be another fourteen years until they saw their biological father again. Wow. Um. Jimmy's just teenagers. ran into him at Kmart. Actually, <laughs> oh, I was Target. Oh. <laughs> Big W. Oh. Um, no, I don't actually think I put this in the report, but he uh, it's long after Jimmy's been a bit famous for a while and he's at a pub in Sydney, I think, and some uh, bouncer comes to him and says, there's some bloke on the other end of the bar asking for you, says he's related, and Jimmy's like, who the fuck's going to, who the fuck is it? Yeah. Um, and he goes over and he like spots him from afar. He's like, fuck, that's, that's my dad. Wow. And they have a brief chat and then he gets, his dad eventually asks him for money. Of course. And, and it, Jimmy told, he's just fucking heartbroken. Cause oh, he's like, he thought he was coming he, back to say well, hello. He said he's like in the back of his mind, he thought that that was going to be it, but he's like, nah, nah, not this time. Dad's nah, yeah. He's, he's, come, he's come to say hi. He's come to, you know, be back. And you don't then, want to be proven right on that. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, eventually. And he's just like, nah. Fuck off. That sucks. Sorry, mate, but see ya. 
So it's pretty depresso as well. Yeah. Um, so but we've got Reg. We got, yes. we got Reg. Beautiful, beautiful Reg. Kind of <laughs> did him a favour a bit and went away and let Reg. Yeah, big time. Be an actual father be for Be a dad. Um, so Jimmy's teenage years were mostly spent either fighting, drinking, or sleeping around. Uh, he describes the Elizabeth boys that he hung around with as some of the toughest blokes he'd ever meet. Uh, they used to drive around town looking for a fight, and it was on one of these nights that Jimmy ended up singing in a proper band for the first time. <laughs> Uh, him and his mate had driven past the local disco looking for trouble and decided to head in and check out the girls. Uh, the band that was meant to be playing that night was asking around for someone to help him out because their singer was sick. Um, Jimmy had had enough beers to get up and ended up performing. Uh, <laughs> That's his so first gig. Was... Do you know the songs? I'll have a crack. I think it was covers yeah. for the most part, but ended up performing so well that the band, later known as Tarkus, uh, decided to keep him on. Uh, during this time, he also briefly sang in a band, Fraternity, replacing Bon Scott, who would later go on to find <laughs> fame with a little band you might know as ACDC. I've heard of them. Mm. I've heard They've of had a couple of hits in the last 60 years. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think he even, I think Bon Scott left Fraternity to join ACDC, yeah. leaving that spot vacant, and then Jimmy Barnes took it. So two, two of the most iconic Australian rock singers. Whoa. Shared the same spot in a band that not that many people would. Yeah, and fraternity of. fucked up and let them both go. Idiots. And where are they now? <laughs> I don't know. Never heard of them. Probably until accountants. Now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you dickheads. Yeah, probably being like, regular dads. Yes. <laughs> yeah, probably bringing home steady paychecks yeah. to support your family. <laughs> being real nice. <laughs> Idiots. Probably uh, helping your kids with their homework. You nerds. <laughs> Idiots. Probably got a really good open dialogue with all mm. your kids. <laughs> They feel like they can talk to you about anything. (laughs) Ha ha, losers. Um, During this uh, period in Tarkus and or Fraternity, I can't quite remember which one. Tarkus is not a good band. I'm pretty sure that there is a um, laptop, a generic laptop brand, laptop charger brand called Tarkus. (laughs) (laughs) I only know because I work in a retail store that stocks it. That sounds like... That suits it though, like uh, for a laptop Generic charger. Laptop brand. Oh, I got the Tarkus laptop charger. Yeah. Not, I'm going to go see Tarkus round at the corner. <laughs> you know, along with yeah. Tarko. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jimmy was approached by a roadie one night who asked him if he wanted to be a singer in a new band called Orange, uh, since his older brother John, later known as Swanee, uh, had turned oh. them down. Uh, this new band had got on to Jimmy through Swanee, who had played it with the piano player whose name was Don Walker. Ooh. Uh, also, do you know any of Swanee's big hits? Because I was listening to his top five on Spotify. I couldn't, I've never heard them. No, oh, I right, no. he, he was apparently huge and a really, really well-known singer. Like I've heard of Swanee, but, yeah. oh mate, John Swan. But not a single song, no, no. nothing. No, I don't, yeah, it doesn't, Sorry, it hasn't Swan. had the longevity that Barnes, his no. younger brother did. Doesn't ring a bell. Yeah. Um, so he rocked up to the audition, which happened to be at a women's liberation center, and he started shitting himself because he's like, I'm not a fucking feminist. I don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, what if all these blokes are? I don't know what to talk about. Um, Jimmy describes his first impression of the band. Uh, the first guy I saw had thick curly hair that stuck out like an afro, bushy eyes, and a big mouth. Ian Moss was the young guitarist oh, from Alice Springs. Mossy. Who didn't wear shoes and didn't talk. Uh, Les... Can... Let his guitar do the talking. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> He's in the meeting. <laughs> Oh, hi, I'm, I'm Jimmy Barnes. Nice to meet you, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how they knew. And that was it. Also let his uh, 
guitar to the walking. Yeah. He wears them as shoes. <laughs> he, goes through, he goes through a lot of guitars. Yeah. It's actually really wasteful. Just get this man a pair of shoes. <laughs> Ian, for fuck's sake! That's my guitar! Yeah. <laughs> uh, they had Les Kajmarek. Yep, who is a young... You sort of faded out there a bit on that one, was that? (laughs) Oh, no, we're not editing, it's fine, never mind. The mic is faded, don't worry about it. (laughs) Was a young Polish bass player with long, light brown hair and a pretty face, and Don Walker was a bearded university student who looked too intelligent to play rock. (laughs) Uh, He's wearing a bow tie. (laughs) Yeah. Too, in- too, too intelligent and he, to play rock. And he was like real sus on him because he's like, this bloke looks too clean cut. He must be oh. up to something. <laughs> he's, probably, he's probably an undercover cop. He's a narc. Yeah, yeah. He's wearing he's a, a wire. <laughs> no, we're just recording the songs. What's that mic there for? <laughs> you should record. This is studio. It's, yeah, this is how we put out albums. No. No. I'm on to you, I'm not buying it, you pig. Narc. Um, he <laughs> also mentions that there was a fourth person there who happened to be the drummer who left soon afterwards, but he also can't remember his name. <laughs> oh, really? This guy was just so irrelevant that he's like, Oh, my Ugh. God. It's, this is He's writing this decades later, and yeah. they still don't know who the original yeah. drummer was. Yeah, can't he ask? He's still tours with the other guy. Yep. <laughs> Anyone ask. remember the name of that drummer? Nah. Just yeah. text Mossy. Yeah. Mossy, do you remember? He, he writes does, back. still doesn't talk. <laughs> he writes back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. He writes back uh, fourth finger on the third thread. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that's how he talks about his guitar. <laughs> Every fret is a threat. Emojis really changed the game for yeah. him, though. Oh, yeah. He just sends back three guitars, and Barnsley's like, "Ah, thank ah. you." Yep. His name was Greg. <laughs> um, so uh, after a short while later, uh, and some successful shows around Adelaide, Don announced that he was going to go back to uni in Sydney to finish his master's degree. Um, the band too intelligent, too yeah, narc. too intelligent. <laughs> but it's a masters in narking. <laughs> <laughs> what is narc actually short for? Narcolepsy. They're really sleepy. Yeah, <laughs> oh, makes all the sense now. Does Narcotics, it? I think. Oh. Yeah, so just people doubling on each other for having narks. I don't know. Where anyway, it comes we're from. we when if we're not narcs, if that's what you're suggesting, Sam, why would we even know <laughs> what, what that mean? means? I, what's what? what's the stuff on your head there, mate? What are you talking into? Is that a wire? Uh, no, no, no. We're just having a casual conversation. No, no, uh, no, no problems here. Anyway, um, uh, can I buy some uh, illegal drugs from you? <laughs> Do you have one ecstasy, please? <laughs> yeah, I'll take one if you got one. Um, yeah, or maybe even a trafficable amount. <laughs> <laughs> I did not have a traffic amount. Yeah, can I have 15 to 25 years in prison worth? I mean, oh, oh no. Oh, no. Um, so the band decided that they had something good going and decided to follow him. This is Orange. Orange. Well, orange. a band that we all know and, and love. And orange. Love. Well, orange. That's yeah. the it best band. after that... the colour, the fruit, or the town. Yeah. Ooh, or the state of mind. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's I'm the fourth or the flavor. Oh. oh, oh, hang on. Oh. It's the best name I've heard so far. Orange. Oh, Tarkus. Yeah, Tarkus <laughs> sucks. Orange is better than Tarkus. Tarkus Sarkus. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> Good one. Sarkus is, be- is better. Yeah. Sa- I would prefer to listen to Sarkus. Sarkus? Yeah, Tarkus I'd is be no embarrassed good. to tell people I'm going to see Tarkus live. Tarkus. Oh, I've just got the new Tarkus album. Yeah. <laughs> like, Hi, guys, we're Tarkus. Anyway, uh, thanks for coming out. This is a new song. That's the first and only time we'll say our name. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so they all go back to Sydney. They all went to Sydney. Um, oh. and this was in 1974, and over time, 
Phil Small and Steve Presswich would join the band as bassist and drummer. Hmm. Uh, and not long after that, they changed their name to Cold Chisel. Where's uh, Steve Presswich from? Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> and Big Phil Small. Big Phil Small from, Big Phil Small. from Adelaide. From Was he? He's a real clean-cut Adelaide boy. Adelaidean. A hair never out of place. <laughs> Jimmy Barnes <laughs> described it. <laughs> Say like that. I'm going to listen to it. Sounds great. Oh, yeah. I've listened to the audiobook, Jess. <laughs> Have I mentioned that all the time it's recently? It's a masterpiece. <laughs> um, I actually listen to books, so <laughs> keep reading, you know. <laughs> um, Jimmy's quite quite good on the books, isn't he? He's, oh, does yeah. Some, does some accents. He goes all in. Does some sound effects. Are you going to talk of... about the time he was on Countdown? Uh no I wasn't oh, but we well, can we can bring it well, anyway. bring it up later if you want or maybe we can if, if, bring if it, it up goes now, that way then um maybe I got a little soundbite that we could maybe play I don't know <laughs> anyway Cold Chisel was on Countdown one time oh, yeah. oh. well funny you mentioned that <laughs> so Countdown big Australian uh, show hosted by Ian Molly Meldrum geez people were named Ian back in the day weren't they <laughs> a lot of Ian oh, I was yeah, just thinking that when you said picked. Ian I'm like there's no Ian's anymore. What happened to Ian's? But it's a, it's Can a you name. imagine a baby called Ian? Ian. That's oh, what's happened to Ian's. Little Baba Ian. Oh, <laughs> did Ian shit himself? <laughs> I reckon Ian's would shit themselves. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Bar- so Barnsley was, uh, was recounting the time they were on Countdown, which is, there was a bit of a hullabaloo. They made a big uh, big scene. They smashed up the stage and stuff. But he, <laughs> to talk about it at the start of his chapter... He sings the countdown theme, which is like a drum fill. Chapter 12. <laughs> Do yourself a favour. Countdown. 1978, 79. Countdown. <laughs> 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 he really just loses it halfway. He's a professional singer. Yeah, obviously. It's the Best thing ever. <laughs> it's the best it's thing the ever. Best. He starts so strong though. He just, <laughs> he, it just, he melts <laughs> down and he sounds really breathless. Yeah. Like, you're saying four words, Jimmy. Come on, <laughs> pull, pull yourself together. <laughs> Even that's flat. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite. Matt, can you make that your ringtone? I, I, I wish. wish I could. <laughs> I need someone in IT to help me. Sam? Uh, yeah, hang on. Just let me have a look at that. Have you tried turning it off? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, Cold Chisel quickly quickly developed a strong presence on the local music scene. So they've changed their name? Yeah. Yeah, I mentioned that. Thank cool. you. <laughs> well, actually, I have already <laughs> mentioned um, that once before. Oh, um, actually, <laughs> I just said that. <laughs> yes, they're Cold Chisel now. They are Cold Chisel now. And did you say or do you know where that name comes from? Because I've been thinking about what, you know, obviously any band name. Yes. No matter how ridiculous it is, the more you hear it, it just becomes. It doesn't. You don't think about that anymore. Yeah. But a cold chisel. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. no Tarkus. It is no Tarkus. They obviously didn't think about it quite. <laughs> what does it mean? Uh, it is a chisel made of tool steel of a strength, shape, and temper suitable for chipping or cutting cold metal. Okay. Ah. So an obvious um, choice for the band that well, was get, once known as Because they, they were influenced <laughs> by um, metal, like 70s metal. So maybe that yeah. maybe it's come off from there somewhere. Yeah, I don't, know. I don't know if they actually go into it at any point. I've not been able to find exactly like a quote from any mm. of them being like, this is why. It's just right. Anyway, so we changed our name. Here's no context. Cool. Quite a lot of the time, though, like, yeah, even if you do hear the story of, 
where a band name came from. It's not always interesting. No. It's just like you're just throwing words around and then you go, yeah, that sounds good. And it's not a particularly interesting story for an interview 20 years later. Okay, like word association, Matt. First word that comes to your head now. Cold. Jess? (laughs) Banana! Empanada, I heard. Cold empanada. Did you just scat? (laughs) Yeah. Cold (laughs) scat. That's our band. It's not bad. Chili scat. Chili scat. That's probably top two band names I've heard on this episode so far. (laughs) Chili scat. Chili scat. (laughs) All right, Dave, first thing on your mind, go. Trinkets. Hello. <laughs> I pointed at Matt and he said hello. He's very There's polite. a comma there. Trinkets, comma. Hello. Uh, what about hello trinkets? Oh, hello trinkets, uh, yeah. Hello trinkets. That's yeah. cute. Exclamation mark after hello. Yeah. Dave, just like all your other bands, I guess we'll be a ska band. Yeah, yeah. I'll be the singer. Uh, <laughs> I think that's scat. Um, actually... <laughs> Uh, anyway, so yeah. sorry, Sam. Do go on. Do go so on. So now they're cold. They're chiseling away. They they're are, in Sydney. They're developing a strong presence in mm. the music scene uh, due to their hard and fast playing and Jimmy's wild stage presence. Um, unfortunately, his relationship with the band was often volatile and he left several times, uh, leaving our best mate, Maple Syrup Moss, uh, to handle vocal duties. I love that returned. idea that he's like... That's it. I'm leaving several times. Jimmy, you're already out. You don't have to. He comes back and goes, guys, I'm leaving again. I'm yeah, yeah, mate. We've moved on. Yep. Well, for that comment, I'm fucking I'm out. <laughs> I love a storm out. Yeah. I love them. I love multiples. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. when you're, like, you're not quite finished, so you slam the door and you're like, fuck. I you come a, back I've in. i got another good one. And while I'm at it, yeah, yeah. bang. <laughs> and another thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he comes back in like all in a half and he comes in and he starts he, – They've already moved on and Ian Moss is singing and he's like, oh, fuck. Shit, he's good. He's better than I am. (laughs) (laughs) What do I do? How am I going to get back here? So syrupy. (laughs) Beautiful. Oh, God, what are we from? Anyway, um, Don completed his engineering studies and Cold Chisel moved to Melbourne in August 1976. Yeah, Melbourne! And three months later moved to Sydney. Damn it! (laughs) (laughs) But uh, those are a good three months, I reckon. Ah, uh, banging! The laneways, yeah, we'll, we'll, the coffee, <laughs> so much the coffee. nightlife. Do we claim them as a Melbourne yeah, they're band? Yeah, Melbourne because band. Of that? Melbourne band. Yeah, they. Do we claim everything? We'll yeah. for three months. We'll claim whatever what? we want. Yeah. Claimed. Yeah, we'll claim whatever we want, Dave. <laughs> they're ours. <laughs> mine, mine, mine. <laughs> just pointing at stuff. Yeah, just pointing at your drink bottle. So if you touch that again Damn. with your grotty little mouth, <laughs> you'll go thirsty, boy. <laughs> Wild. Um, uh, progress was slow, and Barnes announced he was leaving once again. Uh, in May, progress is too slow. It <laughs> seems to happen a lot, actually, throughout their career. They're like, "Oh, it didn't work the first time. Fuck it, we're giving up. This is shit. Quit. Done." I'm like that. <laughs> if you never try, you never fail. Exactly. If I don't let people in, they can't leave me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so he left to go join his brother Swanee in a band called Feather. Uh, however, his farewell performance with Cold Chisel went so well that he changed his mind <laughs> and decided to stay in the band. And a month later, they signed to WEA. That's embarrassing, though, to everyone that's come out to your last gig. <laughs> yeah. How do you how do you feel about the name Feather? I don't mind Feather. <laughs> okay. Well, it's better than Orange and it's better than Tarkus. <laughs> All right. We definitely agree it's better than Tarkus. <laughs> I don't think it's better than Orange. Oh, I like Feather better. I think they're all bottom five. It's a better looking word visually. It's nicer to say. It rhymes with more things. Feather. Weather. 
Feather. Mether? <laughs> you know? Pleather. Pleather. <laughs> pleather feather. Yeah. <laughs> Swanee's like, all right, we all wear pleather because we're on with feather. Balancey's like, I think I'm going to stay in colleges. Yeah. <laughs> and go back to my leather. Yeah. My understanding of rhyming is just changing the first letter. <laughs> feather, blever. Oh. It rhymes. <laughs> it's a match. What um, rhymes with trinkets, hello? Well, what does Blinkets, blello. <laughs> She's done well. it again. <laughs> the master of the rhyme. <laughs> Are you good? Yeah. <laughs> Blinkets. <laughs> Blinkets. Blello. Blinkets, Blinkets 182. <laughs> That's how they came up with it. Yeah. Jess actually gave them their name. Yeah, they called me. They said... Jess, we need you. I said, Needs okay. to rhyme with trinkets. Hello. <laughs> I said, let me go into my dark space. I switch half my brain off like an ibis. <laughs> do ibises do that? I think so. I think it's them or it's some bird that flies long distances. Oh. Is that and like they, autopilot? They sort of, yeah, they shut half of their brain off. Cool. Oh, and wow. sort of have a sleep and then turn the other half I've been on. doing that for the last month, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. Um. So their first album was self-titled and included the track that would become one of their most iconic Australian most iconic Australian songs of all time, KCN. Wow, on their first album. First album. It's like, what, second track or third track or something? Yeah, and first single. Yeah. I didn't even realise that that was like really that early? early for them. Yeah. Wow. Neither did we. Yeah. Because that is, you chuck that on at the end of the night at a party or a pub or something and people sing. Goes off. Yeah. Loudly and proudly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Right up there. Arms around strangers. Yep. Yeah. No one's even mad about it. Yep. Um, so by 1980, Cold Chisel was the biggest band in Australia and Barnes had developed a notorious reputation as a hard-drinking wild man who drank <laughs> more than two bottles of vodka a day, oh. much of it on stage during performances. So you like, watch any of the old clips of them live and he's usually swigging a Smirnoff. Like just a Not even out. a good vodka. Oh. <laughs> I don't drink that much water a day. <laughs> Two I, bottles. We should. Mm. I should. I saw a, an interview with Don Walker and it was telling a story when they were in, um, it was a country town in New South Wales. I can't remember, Albury or something orange. like that. It might have been Orange, <laughs> might actually. Have been orange. And they, um, so, someone in the crowd, a young guy, goes, that's water, you're not drinking real vodka. And he grabbed the bottle and swigged it, quite a bit of it, and fell to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Instantly getting blackout drunk. And apparently his mates dragged him around to after parties after the show, like they're sort of their living trophy. This is yeah, the this is the guy. This is the guy from Barnsley's vodka. Sad mascot. What a weird time. <laughs> the seventies and the eighties is time. just yep, different well, time. well different. So, but two bottles a day. Because mm. Spoiler, Barnsley is still alive and he looks yep. like he's in pretty bloody good nick. Yeah, but oh. if you start early in the day and just sip it. Yeah. Oh, you know, he's not shotting kid. from like eight till nine, you know? you know, yeah. Two two bottles in an hour, you're dead. Mm. Two bottles over the course of mm. a twenty four you know, hours. You're fine. He's you're an alcoholic. Yeah, he's microdosing. <laughs> he's fine. Sam, very alert. He's got a buzz. <gasps> Vodka's made out of potatoes. Oh, Full circle. This makes sense. This makes, makes sense. The end. You got, got a taste. You got a taste for it. So, yeah. <laughs> Anyone uh, got any cats around here? Need to wash this down with something. I hope by now he's at least moved on to like a grey goose or something. Like he can afford good vodka. I think it's pink Dom Perignon champagne. Oh, yeah. talks about that later. Was he drinking like sixteen bottles of that a day to get the same amount of alcohol as two vodka bottles? Yeah, that's about that. Yeah, that's about right. Champagne and vodka. He sort of still does have the the. the Taste the palate of a of a nine year, nine year old. 
Nine-year-olds don't drink vodka and Dom Perignon. Sixteen-year-old girl, they can't, sure. they right. can't afford the Dom. They go with the pink. Yeah, ooh. or the yellow. Ooh, but I was I would have thought that he was on stage swigging a bottle of Jim Beam or something like a like yeah, a bourbon. No, but is, yeah, well, the Scottish thing you think it'd be Scotch or oh yeah, true, mm, but not vodka. Yeah, vodka just you know straight to the old brain hole. Mm. Um, so during this period of uh, great success, uh, Jimmy got married and had a family, uh, and he'd never been careful with money, and the increasing pressure on him to provide for his family caused even more tension between him and the rest of Cold Chisel. Um, Despite being hugely successful in Australia, the group still had not been able to crack the market internationally, uh, including a disastrous tour of the US in 81, uh, which pulled them further apart. Management was mostly to blame with mismatched tour lineups uh, and their lead single, My Baby, being sent to radio stations wrapped in a diaper. (laughs) Which was pretty fucking heartbreaking. It was the why. The, what a weird choice. Well, management. Yeah, management the American manager. So they were in a meeting, and and uh, the band were all there in America. And apparently, I like how Jimmy tells it. He does all the accents in his book. So he's, he's explaining walking through the record label offices. In his and, my book. and my feet were going. Dig it, dig it, dig it. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, everyone's poking their head out of their office zone. Hey, Cold Chisel, love the new single. <laughs> and he's doing this American like, Love the single. My baby, hey, love the single. <laughs> oh, whoa, God, your chisel's cold. Whoa. It's so cold out there. And then um, and then, but he's like, I think everyone was afraid of us because they'd always clear out it when, they were, when we were coming through. And then he said they were in the office and they looked over the over the back of the, the guy who was looking after him and there was their single, My Baby, wrapped in a nappy or a diaper. And, and they're like, what? What's going on there? And the producer guy goes, oh, you're going to love it. I've sent it to every radio station in the country wrapped in a diaper. And they're like, we, that's, that's where shit goes. <laughs> oh, you're going to love this. It's full of fake poo. <laughs> but people won't know it's fake. huh? That'll get their attention. Jimmy's like, cat? Cat? Cat is that I can relate to. <laughs> so you, th- you imagine that a lot of these DJs are getting the record in a nappy or a diaper and just throwing it straight into the bin. <laughs> like, oh, this is weird. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, and it didn't really take off. Yeah, uh, can, you buy, can you buy those on eBay now? The, yeah. the nappies that oh, it came in. Fuck, that'd be interesting. Um, <laughs> you just so, do it yourself. Yeah, you're true. Yeah. Get a nappy. JB Hi Fi. How could you prove it's real? How could you prove? How could you prove that it was like an original nappy that that was it was wrapped in? Put some cat shit on it. Yeah, you couldn't. Yeah, DNA test this cat shit. It's legit. Certainly tastes legit. Oh no. There's a lot of the audio book as well, and probably the actual book. Yeah. I reckon you can't get through a chapter without there being a scenario where something like that happens, and Jimmy goes, I wanted to smack him there and then. <laughs> yeah, it's, it does come up a he lot. Does it, I think he, in the whole um, book, this is the second book. I, yeah. I haven't read this first one, which a lot of this stuff is from. And, but it, I think there's maybe hits to one or two people, but there's a lot of him going, a lot of him I wanted to it. whack him there and then. He thinks about it a lot. He does. Yeah. He's like he's a, a lot be- of self-control. He's a beloved guy now in Australia and, like, you know, seems very together. Yeah. Really well-liked and respected. Yeah, he, so, he was he was a loose unit. But, I mean, it, yeah, hearing about his childhood, you're like, well, it's weird that he didn't grow up to be well-adjusted straight yeah, away. Shockingly. Yeah, true. Um, so after this period, 
basically the band broke up. There's a lot of stress, a lot of money issues. Um, and pretty much straight away, uh, he decided to jump into a solo solo career. Right. Hey, this is that's a good um, point to mention that if you do want to hear more about the Cold Chisel albums, uh, our podcast, listen now. We went through all of them. You really skipped over them. I was waiting to like go, oh, yeah, let's go through them track by track. <laughs> but we, we already did that already. If only there was already. a different podcast. <laughs> that, oh, wait, hang on. There it is. Listen now. Um, Pause this. Listen to all the episodes up until this point so you understand you get the full picture. Yeah. And Jess and I were on a recent or upcoming episode. It'll be on, upcoming. Yeah, I think it should be next week. Hey. Exciting. That was a good time. That was a good time. Good time. Good time. Um, I had a fine to No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was okay. It was okay, I guess. Let, let me politely speak for us. It was a good time. <laughs> um, so their final, uh, their farewell tour, The Last Stand, uh, became the highest grossing concert series uh, by an Australian band ever. Wow. And it was announced as a, this is a farewell tour. Yeah. Right. Uh, giving, they it. gave their final performance in Sydney on the 12th of December, 83, uh, about 10 years after the original formation. Wow. Um, and only f- about five years after the first album came out. Yeah. So five It was a real short-lived, albums. it's one of those ones, you don't realise how short their actual... Wow. And it's the like evolution. the Beatles. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. So much, so much variation in sound. Yeah. And all in such a short period of time. They, um, th- part of the reason why they broke up apparently, according to Jimmy's book, was... They were getting paid through like their biggest band in, in Australia selling out state or well, at least arenas yeah. and multiple nights at certain arenas and they were getting paid twenty five bucks a week each. Yeah, like what? Like fuck all. No. And, and he apparently he'd come into meetings and be like, Hey, let's talk money. I need more money. We're a big band. Can where, I see where some, is where's it? our money? Where is the money? And the manager was like, We've invested it. Apparently one of the investments was in a like a pyramid scheme that went under. Fuck. <laughs> they they just lost all it one in a housing development and they lost money in Sydney property. <laughs> like one of the only times that, that would have happened. Wow. And they yeah, so and the rest of the band, whenever the way Jimmy tells it, I imagine the other members probably remember it differently, but Jimmy goes Come on, we'll, we'll pay us more, and the the manager would be like, "Hey, I mean, we've invested it elsewhere, but if you if you want more money, it's got to be even through the whole band." And the rest of the band were like, "Oh, we're happy with what we've got." And apparently, Steve Presswood would be like, "What do I need with fucking money? Yeah. I got everything I need." That was Liverpool, if anyone Far was wondering. Out. No, just you should be getting paid. Well, at, at least, least, at least the, $30. At least some of the stories where <laughs> it, it ends with him wanting to knock a few people's blocks yep. off. Shockingly, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so pretty much, yeah, less than a month after Cold Chisel's last stand tour ended, he formed his own band, um, which uh, they pretty much begun touring and writing for a solo album straight away. Uh, they signed to Mushroom Records and Jimmy released his first solo album, Body Swerve. Uh, he was now billing himself as Jimmy Barnes instead of merely Jim Barnes at his, as he had been ah. credited. Ah. Did not realise that. I didn't realise that either. Until researching for this report. Do you know that one of the members of his band that he put together was from Feather or Fraternity? Fraternity. Fraternity. Damn it. Really? Yeah. Thought I had a real hot fact there. <laughs> the bass player. Mm. Plays the fish. Um, <laughs> sorry, that's good stuff. No, I, that I, I actually that that is wordplay, and I really enjoy it. Yeah, you're welcome. Then that's funny. St- that is funny stuff. Is that a homonym or a homon? Homonym. 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 
I think I do it better than him. I agree. But that makes it worse than him. Yeah. Oh, that's. If he if he did it like that. I would never have played it to you a million times yeah. when we were in Perth. <laughs> it was in Perth. There was a, a blue uh, Bluetooth speaker in the lounge room. So I just no. uh, at random times I'd play it from my bedroom. We'd all laugh every time. <laughs> so funny. Um, so uh, he uh, the album was immediately successful. He entered the Australian charts at number one on the 8th of October. Wow. Uh, it was the first of a remarkable run of top charting albums. Uh, as each of his first six solo albums debuted in the number one position. <laughs> Whoa! Uh, That's a, a feat, hot start. A feat that I think no other Australian, no other Australian musical. <laughs> no, say it like you said it, Australian. <laughs> no other no, Australian artist is done. It's just fucking habit, you know, bloody right, too right. <laughs> and the, right. Bloody that oath. first album, Body Swerve, when that, that came out, didn't it come out the same year as Cold Chisel's last album? It was definitely within 12 months, yeah. yeah. And it was a, he just low-key like, fuck you guys. It was almost like you. he was anxious to, to not leave it. He just wanted yeah. to make it happen. Didn't, yeah, didn't want the time to stop and think because that's when the demons would set in. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, pretty much no other Australian musical artist uh, has achieved that since. Um, Embarrassingly, though, I don't think off the top of my head I can name a Jimmy Barnes song. Working Class Man. Okay, yep. yep. <laughs> there you go. It usually follows K-San on a night out. And yeah, you're the right. The Horses and You're the Voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're the big three. The big three. Which one does Arnsy sing? <laughs> uh, you're the Voice. He paints. <laughs> That's the kind of great painter, amazing painter. That would that'd be his biggest. What would I mean? I'm trying to think. Has he had Jimmy Barnes on his show? I think so. A brush with Arn? Is that what it is? Yeah. Yes. Brush with fame. Brush with fame. Uh, I think he has had Barnesy on. So what we're referencing there is uh, an Uber Eats (laughs) ad. (laughs) <laughs> um, that stars. Oh yeah, we were talking about that in the other podcast. Yeah, that stars Jimmy Barnes, aka Barnsey, another famous Aussie singer, like extremely famous, John Farnham, aka Farnsey, and then on drums as a joke, <laughs> they have the comedian slash artist Arn Doe, aka Arnsey. It's a good, Genius. it's a good it Uber is, Eats. It is very funny that whoever writes those ads is doing good stuff. Yeah, good on them. They're doing God's work. I'm happy, yeah, I'm happy about it. it. Yeah, they should get a logie. Um, yeah, of course, working class man. Yeah, of course, that was yep an oversight. But yeah, I just sort of mean like I- I'm surprised. Although this was still b- when's this the 80s? Yeah, yeah. I'm still not alive yet. So it, I'm not going to beat myself defense. up and, too much. And where does working class man <laughs> slot into this? Is this an, is that an early hit? second second album? Fuck me, yeah. so good, so quick. He does. Yeah, he does it well. Yeah. Um, but he didn't write that song, did he? He did not. Do you it's, know who wrote it? Someone from like uh, one of those bands like uh, Chicago. Don't stop. Believe Boston. Even. Almost. Oh. What's their they're, other they're song? They're more than a feeling. Oh, yeah. Journey. Oh. What's there Journey's go. other song we sang it Journey. on? Journey. They're real fun uh, to sing along to. I can't remember what their other song is. Oh, it's really good too. Fuck, I can't remember it either. It's just a, it's people who are screaming at their devices right now. We'll sing we'll outro the episode singing it, I right. promise. <laughs> You'll forget. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Um so he uh the list of number one albums now totals eleven. Whoa. Uh which includes three Cold Chisel albums. Um uh, in the final, I don't know why it's gone back to Cold Chisel. I've clearly not done this very well. Anyway, <laughs> early on in his solo career uh, Barnes was determined to, deter- oh my goodness, determined to break into the U.S. market, um, um, and signed to Geffen Records for the release. There, 
His second album, For the Working Class Man, uh, was tailored in this direction um, with some remixed songs from Body Swerve plus five new tracks, including Working Class Man that was written by Journey musician Jonathan Cain Ah. uh, and would become Barnes' signature tune. Uh, Several several US musicians worked on the album, including um, Charlie Sexton, Kim Carnes, Carnes, Carnes? Uh, oh, and yeah. British drummer Mick Fleetwood of Fleetwood Mac. Oh. What? Mm. He, I did, he worked on the album? Apparently, yeah. I had no idea. That's yeah. so cool. Uh, the album was released as a double vinyl set uh, and shifted 250,000 copies in 12 months in Australia. Uh, debuted at number one, remained at number one for seven weeks. Uh, it was simply titled Jimmy Barnes in the US and was issued in February to tie in with the release of the Ron Howard film Gung Ho, which featured Working Class Man. Oh. I think the movie flopped, though. Apparently it was a piece of shit. Damn. Mm. Yeah, that, it feels like if that movie was bigger, that could have been Could have got him going, break. but yeah. unfortunately And, and just for overseas listeners, so 250,000 units is huge in Australia because yep. just to go pl- platinum in the US, you have to sell a million copies, but in Australia it's only 70,000. Oh, yeah. They're wow. a much smaller population. So, uh. so 250, that's huge. In the 80s, in the well, 80s. our population would have been under 20 million, right? Yeah, very, so very small compared that's a chunk that's... Fair, Is that more than 1%? Fair crack. More than 0.1%. More than 0.01%. Yeah, all of those are true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to give you a few options. <laughs> Pick your favourite. Um, in 1986, Barnes recorded two songs with In Excess, including an Easy Beats cover, uh, Good Times, and Easy Beats had George Young, the older brother of Malcolm and Angus of ACDC. Ah. So the music, in, the music scene in Australia was quite small, apparently. Um, the Where would we be without just a few families? Yeah. Honestly. The young family is so important in Aussie rock history. And the yeah. Minogues. Oh, Let's the Minogues. not forget equal, the Minogues. Equal top. Kylie from Neighbours. Yes. Yeah. And Danny from, I don't the know, Ads. Young, young tar- she's, tar- she's, she's, she's got a, she's got a target line. The Masked Singer. <laughs> For oh, petite oh, women. <laughs> really? Yes. Finally, they're Actually, after. Yes. It's called Danny Minogue Petite. Oh, that's apt. Mm. Um... So he, with the Good Times cover, um, they uh, toured, he toured, toured with In Excess uh, across 86 and 87. Wow. Uh, the tour was called Australian Made and was the largest touring festival of Australian music talent that had ever been attempted to that point. Wow, because In Excess were huge. Massive. Yeah. Oh, wait for the lineup though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Barnes and In Excess headlined. The rest of the lineup featured Mental as Anything, oh. The Divinals, The Models, The Saints, uh, and The Triffids. That's a sick Lots of the. Lots of the There is a lot of those. Apparently it was a thing back in the day. Yeah. In that the is, day. That is a big, uh, that's a big lineup. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Like, it was probably costing like two freaking dollars or something. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, I don't know if I can afford it. Mate. Yeah. Two dollar dues. Get it up here. <laughs> I love our language. <laughs> um, where else we got in here? Anyway, so Good Times peaked at number two on the Australian chart um, and was featured in a movie called The Lost Boys later on as well. Do you know that film? No. It's a it's a vampire film with Kiefer oh, Sutherland. Oh, Kiefer. Yeah, and maybe in some oh, other heartthrob like, of the day. I feel like someone else. Yeah, one of the... One of the Brat Pack or whatever they're called. No, one of the... What's the one? There's two of them that need the same name. Lisa calls Lisa calls the number and just listens to... Oh, Corey. Yeah, Corey, Corey One of the Corys. Feldman, is one of the Corys yeah. in it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you for getting that reference. Corey, story. <laughs> Here, are some, <laughs> Here are some words that rhyme with Corey. Montessori. That's Jess's sex line, 
<laughs> Hope you and I can get married someday. <laughs> Maybe even both Corys are in it. Let me look it up. I've, I have a funny feeling uh, that the both the core. I can't remember. Yeah, Corey Haim was also in it, and Corey Feldman. Wow. The two Corys. Thanks, the two Corys. <laughs> the two Corys. <laughs> um, and Diane West was in it as well. Really? Playing the mum, I think. Oh, the mum. Um, <laughs> stop. It's a good band name. The mum. The mums. Um, they're all in comfortable jeans. Yeah. And sensible jeans. flats. <laughs> this show ends at 9pm. <laughs> Go to bed. <laughs> Brush your teeth before you leave, please. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. I gotta get something off my chest. Okay. I ate your last biscuit. I was that saving been, them for my wedding. That has been stressing <laughs> that has been stressing me out. I'm so sorry. I feel a lot better to get that off my chest. You know, keeping things bottled up can affect people negatively and that had been affecting me and that feel that's a weight off my shoulder. Yeah. It was delicious. I'm not sorry. But I did take the last biscuit. That he was saving for his wedding. I didn't know that. <laughs> That is upsetting to hear, but I think I'm going to have to get some uh, positive coping skills, learn to set some boundaries. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you could give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, so it's very convenient. It's flexible. You can fit it around your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. You too can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com D-G-O today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash D-G-O. Um, so Good Times was the uh, was the first in a long line of songs that Barnes would record with other well-known singers and artists, uh, including When Something Is Wrong With My Baby with John Farnham uh, and Simply The Best with Tina Turner. Simply the best. Da, 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 better than all the rest. Oh, Jimmy, when did you get here? <laughs> Some gravelly tones. <laughs> oh, Tina Turner's pretty cool to collaborate with. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah that's yeah. badass, hey. He was a big fan of hers growing up, apparently, I think. And, yeah, that ended up being the um, the rugby NRL's theme. <laughs> really? So, that was their, so they were in all the promos that's and stuff. That's so good. And I think maybe sang it at the grand final or something like that. Of course. Yeah, uh, peaked at number 13 in Australia as well. Wow, should have been higher. Yeah, should have been way higher. Should have been on. higher. Watch the film because those two are having a great time really? together in the studio. <laughs> bit of <laughs> mucking about. Were they? <laughs> a bit of muck oh, about, yeah. were they? They were having a good time. A couple of larrikins. Oh, yeah. Love it. Um, so that is after his first album, I think, and then – oh, no, second album. So then his third album, Freight Train Heart, released in 1987. Oh, yeah, Trucking Wheels. Um, driving Wheels. Driving Wheels. Oh, banger. Um, featured bow, a whole bunch bow, of – Meow, 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 Is that that? <laughs> Did you play your sitar then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was through his Ravi Shankar stage. <laughs> he, so yeah, uh, Jimmy actually went. He went over and drank a lot of vodka in uh, in India, and uh, he was influenced. And that's how the third freight train hard came about. Um, it also featured uh, <laughs> a big sitar. Method. 
Uh, featured Huey Lewis, um, a oh. few more members of Journey, uh, former Rod Stewart drummer. Um, and the recording process was deeply problematic. Um, <laughs> a lot as, of racists. As, <laughs> <laughs> so okay, <canceled>. racist. <laughs> Unfortunate. Um, well, can you just play the drums there, mate? Um, <laughs> I don't need to hear your opinions. <laughs> no, <laughs> stop <laughs> ranking races. <laughs> stop fucking hell. <laughs> Thank you. Countdown. No, we don't want to hear your countdown. It's very offensive. <laughs> very offensive. Um, but basically, he hated the recording. Him and Jonathan Kane, who helped write Working Class Man, just fought the whole time. In the end, he claimed the masters back, returned to Sydney, uh, and finished the recording with English producer Mike Stone. Because huh. that sounds like some legendary musicians he's working with, and he's like, nah. No. He, do, he and does he's ready sound to like smack him. He's, yeah, <laughs> and often it ends up. It just sounds like he he is almost self sabotaging. Sometimes he doesn't do a lot of diplomacy. No. So this is his chance for the big break. He's got all these American things lined up, all these great people involved, and he's like, "Nah, you, this isn't what I want. I'm going home. I'll get someone else to finish it off." They still put it out, didn't mm. they? They did. And it uh, char- like and it, it made did well. It, it went to number one in Australia. I, just, I don't. It, I don't it think it did particularly well in. I think it made it the top 107. I think you are right, actually. <laughs> That's what you want. Yeah. Um, so remixed a lot of the songs with uh, some some of the members from the Angels uh, and Johnny Diesel, oh, the yeah. 20-year-old guitarist and frontman of Perth band, Johnny Diesel <laughs> and the Injectors. Where do they get their name? Um, don't know. It doesn't, doesn't say. Well, that's the weird thing about them is his the band was called Johnny Diesel and the Injectors. His name's Mark Lazotte. And so afterwards, he when he tried to go solo, he's like, oh, "I'm not actually Johnny D. That's a, like it's not a real thing. That's just a, a name for the it's band. A fake name, guys. But he he's still known as Diesel because he just couldn't escape it. So he's still known as Johnny Diesel or yeah. Diesel. He tried to go as Mark Lazotte for a while, and it just wouldn't stick. People like everyone's like, "Who? Who? Who did? Oh, you mean Johnny Diesel? <laughs> it's not a real thing. <laughs> yeah, I definitely know of Diesel. Yeah, and I've all and it's just one of those." Names you accept, but now thinking about it, it's like, that's silly. Yeah. <laughs> Diesel. Old mate, Diesel. That was right on the tip of my tongue. Hey, well done. It's one of his hits. Oh, yeah. now I'm with you. He looks incredibly young now still. Yeah, he's yeah. one of those. He's not aged. He's a real uh, sort of a, a Keanu Reeves or a yeah. Paul Rudd type. Oh, my God, oh my Paul gosh. Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> he's gotten and, better. Clueless yeah. Paul Rudd's like, you're cute, whatever. Yeah. Ant-Man Paul oh, Rudd. Yeah. Woof! Yeah, I'm with, woof. I'm with you. <laughs> and that's a compliment from Jess. <laughs> yeah, woof at ya. <laughs> Some, Some men catcall. Cat <laughs> <laughs> Perkins woofs. You're claiming it back. <laughs> woof! Oh, that's what I'll start doing. Oh, I never get catcalled. It's not going to be a problem. There was a, a Carlton... <laughs> that's what I'll start doing. No one catcalls me. There was a Carlton footballer in the 90s called Ange Christou, and whenever he kicked it, the whole crowd would say, Woof! <laughs> Because he kicked it far. That's really fun. And you just imagine that was probably started by like a group of like 10 people yeah, yeah. doing it. The stadium start doing it. Woof. 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 I love that. I love the idea of, of people coming in for the first game of football and it just being one of those things like, the fuck is it's going on? It's already confusing <laughs> enough. But he's, he's in front of the goal square. He's got to kick a goal to win the match. It's after the siren. Here we go. He, goes, he knows everyone's going to say woof. He just couldn't concentrate. <laughs> um, so that album with all of the uh, Australian powerhouses on it, mm. um, 
went to number one. Of course. Uh, as recently as 2003 was named as one of the top 100 rock albums of all time by a British magazine. Wow. Which I found interesting because I don't think it actually did that well over there. Oh, well, it's a grow another shower. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, So the In Australia Barnes' success remained virtually unmatched The number one success of his first three albums Continued with the live album Barnstorming So good So good (laughs) It's fucking I actually brought it here I'll put a picture of it up later (laughs) On your socials Yes (laughs) We'll give you the code Yes Or whatever they call those things Um, He also released (laughs) Trying to give you a code Give Sam a discount (laughs) code I'm I'm winking at it Why don't you get it (laughs) Touching my nose (laughs) (laughs) Social media. Our password is nose. <laughs> <laughs> now we've got to change it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, he did a cover of When a Man Loves a Woman, uh, which was a number three hit. His next tour brought controversy by being underwritten by Pepsi, uh, huh. which allowed him to expand the production and increase promotion. Huh. Uh, and to make up for it, at the end, he donated $25,000 to the Children's Hospital <laughs> in Sydney. I think like an anti-Pepsi charity. Yeah. <laughs> To Coca-Cola. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why that was a whole Do people just feel like he was selling out or something? Right. Probably. Do they not understand how uh, businesses work? Yeah. You kind of need to uh, make money. Did he change the lyrics to, whoa, 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 it's a Pepsi class man? <laughs> Is that their problem? That might have been the problem, yeah, actually, now that you mentioned it. Stop, stop singing about Pepsi. He's no longer <laughs> drinking vodka. It's just Pepsi. Behind those Pepsi wheels. <laughs> yeah, that's the Uber Eats uh, thing at the moment is going to make those people feel good. If you're furious about Pepsi, why does he People are over that stuff now. People are like, oh, cool. Uh, uh, Barnsley's in an ad. Yeah. yeah. Rebel Wilson's in an ad for Uber Eats. This is cool oh, yeah. again. You don't hate people for selling it anymore. I love it. I praise them. What Uber Eats do is they don't pay their workers. They pay celebrities. celebrities. They pay Allegedly. 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 Alleged celebrities. <laughs> they pay Prove the it. workers. They Pro- just poorly pay oh, them. Oh, sorry. Um, so basically the 90s weren't particularly uh, interesting. He released <laughs> a couple of number <laughs> one albums. to walk. Yeah. <laughs> just doing my thing. Yeah. Um, released, uh, released, released a few albums uh, that went to number one but don't really have any songs on them now that are well known. Yeah, uh, right. I love that. Idea, yeah, it had a few more number one albums anyway. Yeah. Blah blah blah, nothing what? great, whatever. Yada yada yada. I need a new challenge, yeah. Um, but one of them that I will mention is Lay Down Your Guns, which is oh. an absolute banger, and he re released it later with Living End, which oh. is even more of a banger. It's got great lyrics like, um, or oh, the lion and the cheating when we ought to be loving and what is it, squeezing. <laughs> <laughs> So that's probably it, yeah. Like, I'll come back to fix this <laughs> lyric later. <laughs> no, Sweden. He said, all the, all the lying and the cheating when we ought to be loving and Sweden. It was great. I, it was. All, it makes as much sense as whatever I said. That's Sweden or Sweden? Do you think Sweden? When we ought to be loving in Sweden. That makes, that is, uh, honestly, that makes more sense than anything you've said in your life. Like a puzzle piece coming in together. In your life. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. Uh, his 1993 album Heat. Uh, was influenced by then current grunge trend and the music of Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> really? <laughs> Got a wee, give it a wee now. <laughs> okay, Barnsley. Gotta hear this. <laughs> um, which is kind of weird, hey, because it's like he's just done a, he did a, a, a couple of soul albums 
around the 90s as well where he was just doing covers but then he was also trying to return to his hard rock and the Spice Girls got big and he's like alright I'm forming an old girl group girl power am I right girls alcoholic Spice where are you <laughs> no narc Spice <laughs> um, and then later on uh, oh, Heat actually peaked at number two so it broke his number one streak uh, but it did feature a song by former Cold Chisel bandmate Don Walker Don Worker. Also, oh, um, that was when they started sort of healing the. Yeah, so it was a really significant moment because they had kind of started patching up the old. Uh, a friendship. Friendship, thank you. I was going to go on with. I don't even know. <laughs> it's very late at night. Well, yes. <laughs> um, so then after that, the mid 90s onwards, he his career suffered a slump. He uh, faced fin- financial ruin as his music company, music publishing company, and his wife's children's fashion label. Both went broke. Oh, his um, wife's children's fashion label. <laughs> That's always the <laughs> first to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, not, not the essentials. <laughs> um, he was pursued by both ANZ and the ATO for amounts exceeding $1.3 million, which I didn't know. I didn't oh, know any didn't of that. That's the tax office here. Yeah. yeah. The way he tells it in his book, he's like, he, he's just not really thinking about that stuff. And he's like, all of a sudden, they're like, we, you. He, he talked about all these like um, Lamborghinis and stuff he bought, and he's he's made his country house into a mansion. And they're like, "You're out of cash. You can't have anything." He's like, "Oh, I'll just do another tour." They're like, "No, it's 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 too far gone for that. <laughs> you're gonna you basically bank. I think you yeah. have to go bankrupt. Pretty much, crossing yeah. the clown style. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just like lighting a cigarette from like lighting p- pearl necklace yeah. on fire. <laughs> it did. It sounded almost that comical. And he's like, oh, "I don't know." And obviously, he just didn't have people looking after it enough for him. But he was living the lifestyle of Lamborghinis and things for real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he just doesn't seem like a guy that would drive that. No, no I don't. Yeah, which doesn't make any. Yeah, it just doesn't fit the bill. I'd imagine it? him in like a like what's like an old Holden EH, but like <laughs> yeah, like a Ute souped up. Yeah, yeah, like imagining a Ute or HQ like four fifty for one room. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I, yeah. I maybe a Land Rover now. Yeah, I could see him or Jeremy a black a Jeep, a black Mercedes maybe. with black windows. I could see that. You want to be in soundproof, anonymous? Yeah, so you can sing along so, with the songs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, so we can warm up on his way. Yeah. Sounds like Barnsley's warming up and that guy window goes down. When, oh, he is. Yep, that's when, him. when you go from being paid 25 bucks a week to actually getting paid for the yeah. work Selling you're doing, all of a sudden you're like, oh, fucking hell. He also, um, when he signed uh, his first solo deal with Mushroom, with Michael Godinsky, his manager, he, just, he, he got a new manager after Cold Chisel Guy, obviously was... I think he talked about him like he was a good manager, but I, yeah, um, he was a bit. Doesn't tight sound with like money he was great with money, yeah. And then um, he just got this bank manager guy that he was. He became friends with this Irish guy, and he took him to that meeting, and they were about to sign. And his Irish manager goes, "Actually, I'm going to add another clause." And he took out a pen and started writing on this contract that Gadinsky had printed out. And Gadinsky's like, "What are you doing? You can't just." Write and pen on a contract. We've given you everything you've asked for, everything your lawyers have asked for. And he, and the Irish guy goes, all right, well, we'll walk. There's other people who want us. And Guinness goes, whoa, 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 no, 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 no. And he reads it and it says, on this date every year, we will pay Jimmy 25 grand in cash. And he goes, all right, we'll, we'll do it. <laughs> so that was like he went from 25 bucks a week Fuck. to just as a little bonus on top of everything grand. else, 25 grand a year. Uh, and yeah, year. that guy 
Was it? Did you say that guy was just his accountant? That yeah, he was manager. Yep, I think he bought his. Yeah, it was a weird thing he bought. Just some, just he was like, in town yeah, with him, and he goes, oh, "I love this area. I want to live here." And the guy goes, "I know a place you might want to buy." And he showed him this place, and Jimmy's like, "Oh, this place is great." But I, do you know if they want to sell? And the guy goes, "Yeah, I reckon they might. It's my place." <laughs> <laughs> so they ended up being friends, and then he got him on as a manager. Cool. He just seems like he made a lot of decisions by the seat of his pants or just on the feel for someone. Yeah. He trusted him, so. And that one turned out well, I think. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of them, yeah, a lot of them turned out really well and a lot of them didn't, you know, it was a yeah. mix. But Slide. we're up to the bit where he's deeply in debt. Yes. Uh, so they released a hits anthology, which put him back to the top of Australian charts, as, oh, any, uh, as any good band does. <laughs> Uh, and it also featured the hit single Lover Lover, which was actually written by his wife. And he talks about that in the book. And she says, I want to try and write a song. And he says, oh, do you need help? And she's like, no, no, give me give me a minute. <laughs> and she goes off and, like, he talks about her, like, figuring out the maths of it, like how many beats for the whole song she wants and then figuring out lyrics around it. Like it was like a real strategic <laughs> way to write it rather than just, like, using feelings and shit. Yeah. He tells her, like, she's walking around with a clipboard, sort of, like, yeah. tapping it out. And he's like, you're right. And he, and he tells her, like, oh, you know, I'll support her, but. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> And then hit single, amazing. Take that, Jimmy. Has he been married a couple of times? No, or one wife. Once in 1981, and they've oh, been together cool. ever since, which is pretty cool. Doesn't yeah. happen that he, often. He had a kid before that. We, um, do, we do go into that shortly. But yeah. he, yeah, he, he, him and Jane. He met Jane early days in Cold Chisel, and yeah, they've just had this long. They're still together. Yeah, yeah. They're an iconic. Mm. They're like couples' goals. Yes. Yeah. But he, they're great. You know, Rising Sun, the Cold Chisel song. You might know it. Yeah. He, he wrote that about her because she, they'd had a fight in 1980 or something, 1981, and she'd gone to live with her parents in Japan, and he, and so that's why he wrote the song. The Rising Sun has stole my girl away. I'm gonna go and catch a plane and steal it back again. <laughs> and then he <laughs> tells nice. in the book he tells this whole story about going over and and living. He they they make him stay in separate rooms in the Japanese house, and and. And her her stepdad's like um sort of all sort of like big dog in Some him. Some diplomat. He's like, oh, uh, Jimmy's like hungover real bad as he gets there, <laughs> and the guy goes, oh, you you like squash? And Jimmy's like, I don't know what squash. But he goes, oh yeah, love squash, great at squash. And the guy goes, let's go play. And he goes, what now? So he's wearing his leather pants. His fucking leather pants. And he goes, it was hard, <laughs> but I'm pretty I'd... sure he owned one pair of pants <laughs> for all of the eighties. <laughs> And they did, yeah, he just, he just, he, he was too proud to not do it. So he just goes and plays. Whoops his ass. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Barnes. But I think, I think the stepdad ended up respecting it because he could see at least had, was having to try to have a crack at it. Yeah. yeah. You also yeah. see his and balls he... through the pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good for you, Jimmy. It's also funny. Like back at home, he's in the biggest band in Australia mm. and they're touring around. Like at the East was out and then um, he, he goes over there and he has to, his step. His girlfriend's stepdad's making him sleep in a different room. <laughs> so so like, funny. Just real like humbling. Yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. Um, so later in 1998, he released uh, the album Love and Fear, which uh, was the first Australian or the first album to miss the Australian top 10. Oh. Um, and then from there, he kind of takes a bit of a break. I think this is where he actually, his, a lot of his drug use and alcohol abuse was. It later, like he did it all through his life pretty much, but it got particularly bad in the 2000s. Oh, wow. Um, where where he, like, he talks about singing at the, um, what's it called, the Olympics, and he's just like high as a fucking kite. <laughs> 
and like just can't function. And he like I think oh from to the year like nineteen ninety eight or ninety nine or something right up until when was his last stint in rehab? It was oh. oh it was not only in like the last I don't know fifteen years or something. Wow. And he's gotten three times and it's all in like later stages of life because he's just like too hectic. It's always the other way around usually. Yeah. Always usually. And always usually. Yeah. Yes, like they do it when they, when they start out, they get really like caught up in that lifestyle and then, you know, eventually they, they straighten out a bit or mm. don't. Um, but that's funny that he's, I mean, he was doing it anyway, wasn't he? But he yeah. just got worse as he got older. Got really Imagine your middle age, like he's got teenagers and your middle-aged dad's coming home off his face, yeah. but telling you off for underage drinking. You'd be like, oh, fuck off, dad. <laughs> he, talks about, he talks about being in rehab and he, like the first time he went and it was just real awful. Like they're sitting in you know group therapy and they're explaining why they're there and why they've got an addiction. And the first woman to speak uh, tells this horrific story of basically being held captive Um and it's pretty, it's a pretty fucked up story about what happens to it. And then the next bloke is this like well-dressed guy who starts crying because his dad bought him a stick shift instead of <laughs> an auto car. And Jimmy just like rips into him like, did you just fucking hear what this lady said? What the fuck is wrong with you? And like shreds him a new one. Oh, and my God. He actually wanted to hit him there. And then. <laughs> <laughs> my daddy bought me the wrong kind of car. And it, it has I, a stick shift and I can't drive manual. I turned to drugs. <laughs> what a shit gun. Yeah, what a terrible person. That? Sorry. Uh. I didn't think about it. Um, so later on, he released in 2010, uh, Rage and Ruin, uh, his first album of original material since 2007. Uh, and it came, the ideas for most of the lyrics came from a journal that he kept during the period of the late nineties to the early two thousands when he struggled most with his addiction. Things like gone to the shops and bought a vodka bottle. <laughs> Was a big hit? Probably. Probably. I assume. And I wanted to hit. With the vodka bottle. <laughs> After it's empty. Though, yeah, I'm not going to waste it. Waste it. Uh, in 2014, he released a new album called 3030 Hindsight, uh, which celebrated uh, 30, year, 30 years since his chart-topping debut solo album. 30 years of solo. That's mm, wild. Which is, yeah, a whole other. Wow. Um, it doesn't basically, seem that old to me. No, but also that's how old I am. So 30 years is quite a... right. It's a long time. time. You're an 89 child? 90. It's next year, but I was going to cut corners. We're getting technical. It's like. Do you only podcast with people born in 1990? That's one of the things I do. Are you both 1990 as well? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking get friends your own age, mate. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, they're all dead. dead. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You've got to hang out with these whippersnappers. (laughs) With our technology and whatnot. (laughs) Uh, in electronic mail. Um, so thirty thirty hindsight, he re-released all of his biggest singles uh, featuring other artists. So he's got uh, The Living End, Baby Animals, Keith Urban, Diesel, Tina Arena, Ian Moss, Journey, She Had, John Stevens, Bernard Fanning, and Troy Casadale. Oh, my God. Uh, as well as tracks with some of his kids, uh, which is pretty cool. Or Tin Lids. The Tin Lids. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we'll come, we'll come oh. to that. When did that happen? Well, so I was like, I'll write, do all of his career and then I'm going to go into like life and stuff. Otherwise, I was getting bogged down with details and. Yeah, great. This was already taken longer than I had initially planned for, so I needed to fix myself up. I forgot about the tin lids. Yeah. Um, So uh, 
He talks about uh, a lot earlier on in 1979. He remembers the exact minute that he saw his wife for the first time. Uh, Four in the afternoon, the 29th of November, 1979. She was so beautiful, I literally had to walk out of the room and regroup. (laughs) Which is pretty cute, except that they fought like fucking cats and dogs for (laughs) most of their relationship. Um, They had a tumultuous relationship and she left in March 1980 to follow her family to Tokyo. Um, And then they eventually got back together and got married in 1981 and had their first child, Mahalia, uh, in 1982. They have four children together, Mahalia, Eliza Jane, Ellie Mae and Jackie, who formed the group The Tin Lids, (laughs) who had a number one hit, I think. Yeah. Number one or number two or something? When they were real little. They were too. little Yeah, kids. they were little tackers. I was singing like this. Was it a Christmas <laughs> album or something? Yeah, I think maybe. it was, yeah. Yeah. Um, so in in on top of all of this, Barnes had already fathered a son who is a now famous singer in Australia, David Campbell. Mm. And host of Breakfast TV show. Oh, he yeah. is too. Morning, morning show. <laughs> morning show, great. <laughs> morning time. Is that what you said? Yeah. With Sonia Kruger. <laughs> I first saw him in a play at the MTC. Really? I had no idea that he was Barnsley's son. Wow. But he was... Well, he might not have either at that yeah, stage. Yeah, <laughs> true. He was great. Uh, but yeah, because he, his, his, uh, Jimmy Barnes and David's mum were only like somewhere between 16 and 18 when he was born. Um, he was raised by his grandma thinking that that was his mother, thought his mother was his sister and thought Jimmy was just a random Scottish uncle even though no one else had a Scottish accent in his family. Wow. <laughs> so Jimmy, like, knew him growing up. Yeah, and oh. talks uh, talks about later on, I think he missed a lot of the formative years, like the real young years, and regretted it a lot. Mm. Uh, and there's a clip of um, him talking about it with David in, a, in an interview and David said it's the first time I'd read or heard you kind of say that and they both got really emotional about mm. it because um, during the book, um, Jimmy talks about David spending a lot of his teenage years really lost um, and put it, a lot of it back to his childhood, which, you know, was a bit of a mess around. He was 16 when he found out that Jimmy Barnes was his dad. Yeah, right. And it was like at a, at a cold chisel concert or something. Far and out. And he's just like, must have just been told or something. He walks up and he's like, you're my dad? Imagine if it was his, <laughs> his sister leans over and goes, that's your dad. Also, I'm your mum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what a conversation. Yeah. Any any questions or are we good? Do you want the vodka now? Yeah. <laughs> Mum's your nana. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the uh, dog well. is your cat. <laughs> <laughs> your name's actually Craig. And <laughs> your um, name's actually Campbell David. But Campbell David. Oh. We're just tricking you up, mate. <laughs> just testing you. Um, so to add to this already uh, family of five children that he has, in 2005 he received a letter from a young woman named, named Amanda uh, who spoke about wanting to find her birth father and her mother thought that Jimmy was him. Uh, they took a paternity test and the result came back positive. Oh. Uh, but Jimmy stated when he saw her for the first time there was no doubt that she was his child. Um, she also had a couple of kids who Jimmy thought looked like other members of his family. Um, he and Amanda and David actually went to school together, but didn't particularly like each other, which Jimmy says, like, thank God, because <laughs> imagine they like, says, imagine, imagine they start going steady and then find out later they're related. Yeah. yeah it's pretty, um, a couple of years after that, Jimmy receives another letter. Oh my God. Similar to the first. Jimmy, you From a woman named Megan. And again, they did the test and it was all, it all came back legit. Uh, but he said. All it took was one look and he knew that she was his. Do they all look like him? Yeah. These poor people. 
I reckon he was hot back in the day. Yeah, he's oh. all right. No, I mean, not so David, much now. David Campbell's gorgeous. David Campbell's a good-looking man. He's a very but good-looking man. Do you, as a, do you, as a lady, do you want to look like Jimmy Barnes? As a lady, do you want to look like Jimmy Barnes? No. no. In I'm saying that, I, I look like my Barnes. dad and here we are. So. I look like my dad. It's a thing. Yeah. We Mahali is beautiful. It. She is gorgeous. She's gorgeous. And a beautiful voice. Yep. Barnesy, no, he's he's a stud. Yep. Oh, no doubt about that. But I was just imagining him. There's pictures with of different with different yeah. hair, basically, and then being like, oh. <laughs> and just being like, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, yeah, they've got his voice too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, she is mine, yes. my child. Um, so Jimmy's wife Jane, through all of this, was very supportive and insisted that uh, his children, all of his children, were and their families be welcomed into the family. Uh, so the Barnes clan is large wow. but very close. That is so, very, very nice. But yeah. were these before he married Jane? David uh, was. David was. The last two were 2005, 2007. Wait, so what? Like, yeah. The, no, the oh, born? sorry. No, no, no. So they're like full adults oh, with yeah. husbands. <laughs> okay. and No, he, he thinks it was back from when he was still living in Elizabeth. Oh, right. Uh, in Adelaide. Wow. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, I don't actually know. I saw he that doesn't. Red wine. He doesn't hear. Yeah. Basically, I'm <laughs> just Shiraz. wanting to make sure that he uh, like that he's been faithful oh, to no, Jane. No, he. I definitely. I think he talks about it a lot. He definitely plays up on her a lot. Damn it! Yeah, Jimmy, you fucking dog. You dog. Um. So that's basically Jimmy and his family. And then I just found a bunch of other random facts that I liked that I thought I'd throw in. Would yeah. you call them fun facts? Uh, most most of them, yes. We like that on this show. We do. It's a lot, it's a lot funner than all of the depressing shit from the start. <laughs> uh, in March '99, he performed at the uh, Sydney Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras annual party, uh, which with the 1978 Sylvester hit "You Make Me Feel Mighty Real." Which, if you don't know that song, that's a cracker. I don't know if I do know it. You uh, make me feel mighty real. You make me oh. feel mighty real. Ah. <laughs> uh. It's a banger. Yeah, it's nice only... to have somebody else sing on the pod <laughs> yeah. for once. Yeah, apologies about that. No. Um, I only know it because it was on, featured on an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. And I was <laughs> like, that's a banging song. <laughs> and now it's on my running playlist. <laughs> um, so other fun facts for you. He uh, was raised a Protestant, considers himself a Buddhist, uh, and found out uh, later on in life that he, he has Jewish relatives. So huh. I think from what I have learned over the years is that it's like passed down through the mother's yeah. side. Um, so he recalls um, that he asked his mum in 2009, uh, I rem- she said to him, he said to her, I remember when I was about 18, you gave me a Star of David. Why? And she said, oh, your mother gave that to me. Her mother gave it to her. I thought I'd give it to you. And he said, okay, was your mother Jewish by any chance? And she says, yes, her name was Esther. Um and so he was like, shit, if that's the way it works, then I am also Jewish, apparently. Huh. So that Jewish, was... Protestant, Buddhist. Buddhist, right. yeah. But yeah, calls himself a Buddhist. Does that yeah. make him God? Yes. I think so, yeah. No, he needs one more. Yeah. Oh. Get four. If you unified three or four. <laughs> or is it got... five? Go the Quinella. <laughs> is that five? Quintuplets. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, I think it's standard Captain Planet rules. Yeah. Five. Five rings, then you create uh, God. Yeah. yeah, Captain God. So he needs two Captain more. God. Still needs heart. Yeah. So nice try. <laughs> Go collect two more religions. <laughs> then yeah. come back to me. We'll talk. What a rookie. <laughs> um, in 2011, he planted a flame tree, made famous uh, by the Cold mm. Chisel song "Flame, flame Trees," trees. <laughs> uh, at the National Arboretum in Canberra. Which I am doing environmental science, so I found that really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> 
He's done a tree. Cool. <laughs> Jimmy did a tree. Uh, in 2015, this is a less fun fact, but he had to ask the Reclaim Australia political party to stop playing his music at their rallies. It's a nice fact. It's yeah. It's a fun fact. No, but it's nice. But we know he's not a racist. But he was like, so no, that's... don't use my music. Yeah, probs, probs, please don't. But who would be like, yeah, use my... It would be shit. It would be some guy called Darren recorded on his iPhone. Who would it be, actually? Yeah, didn't they have trouble for having finding a band to play at Trump's inauguration because of reasons like that? Yeah. Because you don't want to be associated with, you know... Three Doors Down, I think, ended up doing it, uh, Playing they? their one-hit kryptonite. <laughs> oh, God. One of their hits. <laughs> Name another. Oh, well, I, the... I don't want to. <laughs> no, I don't think don't I should have to. Don't put me on the spot. How dare you come into my house? <laughs> my house. Wish they were rehearsing. I, li- I live in this uh, podcast. Oh, yeah, <laughs> excellent. Things are not going well for Matt. <laughs> Three doors down. <laughs> How embarrassing. Dolly um, Parton has a song called Two Doors Down. Mm-hmm. Do you reckon that's why they made it three? Yeah, they live next door Just to her. Just trying to one-up her. Yeah. Rude. They live next door to Joe. Or oh. trying to tribute her because they love Dolly Parton. Probably did. Who doesn't? It's true. Good luck. That's a short list, isn't it? Um, Even shorter than people willing to play at Trump's inauguration. <laughs> uh, in 2017, he won the ARIA, or he and the Wiggles won the ARIA for Best Children's Album. Yes. We've done an episode on the Wiggles. We d- did we? <laughs> we. I'm in two podcasts. <laughs> so it's so weird. It's so weird for you to meet each other. <laughs> Our secret second podcast family. You're not my sister. <laughs> you're my mum. <laughs> I'm your grandmother. You're not my cat. You're my goat. <laughs> no, we did, we did an episode about the history of the Wiggles. They were my very first concert. I oh. saw them at Springvale Town Hall in the <laughs> mid-90s. Oh, yeah, nice. Classic vintage. Tale. Did yeah. Jeff stink? No, Greg. Was Greg stinky? Uh, I can't remember. Jeff mm. was sleepy, though. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah, you got to always got to wake that bastard up. Yeah, What's come he on, doing? get see a doctor. Must be having the same vodka, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, he's a narc. <laughs> he's a, a narc man. Um, so Jimmy has been inducted into the Aria Hall of Fame, which was like would have thought so the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but the Australian version version so smaller. Mm. Uh, twice, once with Cold Chisel in '93, and once in as once a solo artist. Once as the dad artist. of the Tin Lids. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the chaperone. Um, he's still chaperoning the around. <laughs> Um, in 2005 as solo, uh, he was also a patron of the choir of hard knocks, uh, choral group formed by Jonathan Welch and consisting of homeless and disadvantaged people in Melbourne. His brother, brother-in-law is Diesel. Um, him and his wife, Jane set Diesel up with Jane's sister, Jep, and they married in 1989. Oh, that's nice. Keep Um, it in the fame. He also has 13 grandchildren and one grandchild, a great grandchild. That's he's awesome. a great grandfather. Yeah. That's why. What? Yeah. He's not. How old is he? I guess because he's five, sixty-six. Because his first kid was when well, he was David's sixteen or something. Sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, David. He was young, but I think it's one of his. I think it's one of his daughters that right. he found out about. Right. Later. Yeah. Right. And David's um, got three kids. Yeah. If you have kids yeah. when you're sixteen, and they're they have kids cute. when they're sixteen, and they have kids when they're sixteen, and they have kids when they're sixteen, and they have kids when they're sounds like 16, a lot of maths. They have kids when they're sixteen. Don't you think? I lost count. I get it, Dave. Do you get it now? Yeah, that's like you get could it? be you could be like a great great great, really good great great. But you didn't have any kids at sixteen. I. Oh, well, you're a bit behind then. Well, we don't know that for sure. Yet. He hasn't got <laughs> hasn't checked his mailbox today. Ooh. That's the one out the front of the house. I don't know. <laughs> um. What else have we got here? He is the only person to ever win the Australian. Where is it? 
book award. <laughs> I've written <laughs> I've written down the acronym, but not what it stands for. Um, but he won um, whatever that award is, best book in Australia for a year. Uh, for Working Class Boy in 2017 and then again for Working Class Man in 2018. So wow. he's then, the only person to have won it twice. Oh, right. Really? I thought the only person to have won it at all. <laughs> They've clearly made up an award for <laughs> they him. Keep, they keep it's the, I just love Jimmy year. so no, much. No good enough books this year. <laughs> it's the Jimmy Barn Book Award. Um, uh, it's got a very tight criteria. <laughs> oh, I never really thought about that. You know when you're a kid, you, you dress up for book week? Yeah, now kids can go dressed up as Jimmy Barnes oh with a bottle of vodka. <laughs> that would be that would be good. That'd be very cute. It's accurate. Australian Book Industry Awards. There we go. Oh, oh, should, I probably should have figured that out. That is a sexy name. Um, Jeez, we Logies Australian Book Awards. Aria. We know how to Aria name is them. nice. Aria's Aria. Nice. Australian What's Recording Industry after? Award. Australian Recording Industry oh. Award Association 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 Award. Award. I would have I would have gone with that. That's fine. Um, <laughs> Not the award awards. <laughs> the award awards. <laughs> um, and my final fun fact for Jimmy Barnes: In 2017, he featured in the song "Big Enough" by Kieran J. Callanan. <laughs> <laughs> the song was featured on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon in a comedic skit. Uh, in addition to this, his cameo in the song's music video became a popular internet meme in late 2017. <laughs> Um, Is that basically, from 2017? Yeah, I felt real old. I, like, I thought I was pretty on top of the mean yeah, scene. Yeah, I thought that was a bit more current. Turns out I am old as fuck. Apparently. Yeah. Um, but basically he met Kieran for the first time a few years earlier when they both sung with Neil Finn in Sydney. Uh, Kieran said, would you, uh, would you scream on one of my tracks? <laughs> and before he'd even heard the song, he'd said yes. He's like, fuck yeah, sounds great. Uh, he sent, uh, Kieran sent him Big Enough. It was not what I expected. <laughs> I remember just thinking, what a weird song. <laughs> um, but it was so infectious and I was singing the melodies everywhere I went. So I just screamed on it like a banshee for about five minutes. Uh, do we have a, do we have a clip of that? Most beautiful vocals you'll ever hear. <laughs> he couldn't possibly have any more, could he? Oh! <laughs> you are wrong. That's not good for you, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy. That's so, it's so, so good. good. So you know how, so like, much. during comedy festival, you'll run into Zach from Auntie Donna and on day two he's already on vocal rest because yeah. they've done a show? <laughs> Jimmy Barnes must be on vocal rest all the time. He can speak for one hour of a day. And yeah, that, that is the noise it. that he makes. <laughs> he can't. He, like Ian Moss just shreds guitar at people. Jimmy just screams at them. <laughs> How do you oh, get all his coffee? <laughs> Latte! <laughs> so <laughs> That oh, is that wild. Hurts. Yeah, see, it hurts. We're not trained like Jimmy. <laughs> I'm okay. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that concludes my report. Well done. Fantastic. Debut effort. That is an incredible report. Like you've done it many times before. It's almost like I've known this topic for a different podcast. Well, honestly, <laughs> one of the biggest, uh, the best feedback we get when we have a guest reporter, in, especially when they bring in something that they're passionate about, is that people can hear the passion. It's like when Matt did an episode on Pantera, a lot of people said, I've never heard of Pantera. I didn't know what it was going to be. And then the passion really shone through and I could feel that in your report. Yes. yes and unlike you. Matt's episode on Pantera, I wasn't throwing up. So <laughs> yeah. I was able to help you with the vibe, yeah. which I did not do for Matt. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I and I I reckon I learned a bunch there. I didn't know how rough his childhood was. Oh, it fucked up. Oh, yeah, it's, it's awful. It's awful. Yeah. Around it's... metal. Yeah, yeah, amazing. And yeah. just like Ooh. needing an escort just to go outside. Yeah. But as a four and five year old, what the yeah. hell? Yeah, being scared of teenage gangs. Oh, no, we're going to be in Glasgow next week. <laughs> just no, have an escort. Yeah, we're going to go here. together. The adult oh, is with you. Yeah. yeah. No. I'm the pod dad. <laughs> pod dad. Pod dad will have to escort us to the bathroom. Um, but yeah, if you get your hands on it to either read or listen, mm. it's really interesting. It's just real fucking depressing. So go into it in a good mood. Yeah. So at least you're not like super depressed afterwards. <laughs> wow. Good. A good tip. Great tip. <laughs> well, uh, thanks so much for that report, Sam. Um, a section of the show that you probably know and love very much <laughs> is the fact, quote, or question segment, which we do after the report. This week, uh, we're doing two, as we do every week. And the way to get into this section is by supporting us at patreon.com slash pod on the Sydney Scheinberg Deluxe VIP Rest in Peace Edition level or something like that. I haven't looked at it in a long time, <laughs> but it's definitely got Sydney Scheinberg in, the, in it. And then you get to give us a fact, a quote, or a question and also get to give yourself a title. Hey. This week, Paul Jacob has entered into the fact, quote, or question section. And he's given himself the title of additional... Comptroller regarding inventory <laughs> of lost ideas. Oh, that's handy. We lose so ideas many. so much. Oh, I wish we had someone to just keep track. Yeah, that's great. Great. Well, we got comp- it. Comptrollers are fun. I've only ever heard Comptroller and the Simpsons. What does it mean, Dave? What's a Comptroller? It's easier to say what they're not. Okay. They're not a police officer. Okay. They're not a fighter pilot. Okay. They're not. My mum. All right. They're not teachers. Okay. Thank you. That's our end of list. They're everything end else. They're everything else. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> They're a dog, cat, pig. Yep. <laughs> it's really ugly. Uh, so he writes a question. So Great. Love it. And I know, Sam, I don't read them until I'm reading them. Good to know. Yeah. He writes, thank you for all. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you. Let me uh, make this font bigger. <laughs> One second. Just zoom in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's touchscreen. Okay, it's not working. Oh, and, oh there, right. there was a problem. I've turned it off it and on a box again. That popped all right. Let's let me just struggle through this. Thank you all for <laughs> such great laughs and good times. I enjoy every week, and while I am still catching up on Patreon episodes, I've been listening ever since Matt Stewart decided to invade my other favorite pod, The Weekly Planet. As you all are my go-to for laughs every week, wondering where you guys go to when you need a laugh. I mean, other than each other. Oh, we do not turn to each other. <laughs> I need to shatter that the, that impression that you have, that we turn to each other for anything. Other than money, sometimes we ask Dave for cash. Um, I'm good for it. I'm in a lot of debt <laughs> That's today. What they say. Yeah. <laughs> um, and his, his interest rates are crippling. <laughs> <laughs> but I I don't plan on paying him back. <laughs> he said 12 months interest free and we said too good to be true, but we signed up yeah. and now he's broken my legs. <laughs> <laughs> he's small, but he's feisty. What makes you laugh, Dave? Uh, that video on the internet where it's a uh, Scottish woman and her child has not flushed a poo. <laughs> it's oh. disgusting. It was, it was fucking one of you. <laughs> it wasn't me. It was fucking one of you. <laughs> Who's oh, filming it? It is good. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. I think, who's film? No, it's like the two girls yeah. are trying to record some shit on yeah, a YouTube they, video. Yeah, so they're like sort of on a webcam and the mum comes in to yell at them. <laughs> Which one of you did I'm too cynical for the antenna. I assume that's a setup. No, that was years and years ago. And then yeah. um pre pre setup. One of the one of the girls later came out and did a video saying, Yeah, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> I was too scared to admit it. Of course you were. She's so screaming. Very funny. At you. And then I have heard that the mum still gets people in the supermarkets and stuff recognizing her as the, the angry really? shit. Really disgusting. Yeah. Uh-huh. Let's track her down in Glasgow next week. I assume it's somewhere <laughs> yes. around there. Yes. <laughs> Where do I go for for comedy? Why am I struggling to think? Yeah, do you listen know. to any podcasts religiously? No. Uh, yeah, Josh Earls. Josh Earls, don't you know who I think oh, I, listen, I am? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to it religiously. Uh, don't you know who I am? What else do I listen to? Let me look at my podcast app. I actually like to listen to a little bit of Jimmy Barnes audiobook. talking about countdown. Countdown. That's one of the biggest laughs I've had recently. Was <laughs> the many times I've played that and shared that with friends and family. So funny. All the Planet Broadcasting podcasts I like very much. So, just what makes you laugh? Sitcoms, I reckon. I revisit a lot of sitcoms. The um, nanny. <laughs> nanny. No, I watch like I reckon I've watched Brooklyn Nine Nine several times, oh, and like yep. Parks and Rec's a favorite of mine. Yes, yes. I'm watching Thirty Rock again at the moment, and that's a lot of fun. I think. So. Sitcoms are how I kind of switch off, but genuinely make me laugh. Auntie Donna sketches. Yeah, big time. They Oh, this was so good. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I was just in one of the offices here at Stupid Old and I was talking to um, another comedian and then Broden came in and said, "Could you would you mind just coming to our office and watching a sketch we've made? And I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> it's like it hasn't been released and I get to sit. But then I had to sit, got to, I got to sit in their office <laughs> Surrounded by them while Watching they watched, yeah, they watched me watch their oh, that, sketch. That's terrifying. It sounds stressful. It was a little bit stressful, but it was also a very funny sketch. So oh, I was laughing a lot, and then I didn't have to give them any feedback because I laughed, and they went, "All right, you can go." <laughs> so thank you. So whenever that sketch comes out, um, it's good stuff. That's you funny. Know. Sam, does something make you laugh in particular? Uh, yeah, looking at Jimmy Barnes screaming cowboy memes. <laughs> that is pretty. There's so funny. many good ones. It's still fun. I c- I'm also surprised it's 2017. Yeah, I had no idea. It's funny, but it's also catchy as fuck. It's yeah, so it is a. Catchy. It's amazing it that slaps. a man screaming is so nice to listen to. Yeah, <laughs> it's also <laughs> fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, it's a great running Super song. I listen to it before the... going to bed. <laughs> yeah, I meditate on it. He's yeah. screaming, but it's completely in tune. Yeah, mm. that's oh. the. Uh, he's a genius. I but can't. he's also a Buddhist. I think that's a, one of their Buddhist mm. chants. Oh. <laughs> I hope I don't sound ignorant there. Did the Buddhist <laughs> chant? <laughs> is he saying Om the whole yes. time? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice one! Well, thanks to, the, thanks to the comptroller there for controlling us to Paul, answer that so question. Good. Yeah, I'd say, I'd, my, yeah, Josh's podcast. Ben Russell is someone who always makes you laugh. Yes. His, oh yeah. I was at a gig the other night. He was hosting. I was on it, and he did his character, Funny Lady. Funny Lady. <laughs> is he doing her live now? He's gonna. Yeah, he does it live, and he's doing for the comedy festival. He's doing Funny Lady. A walking tour. That is so good. So there's like it's only only like 15 people max each night, and he's going to do a walking tour with a headset and stuff. It's funny. (laughs) It's funny. It's going to be good. So good. I'm very excited about that. Uh, And then secondly, thank you so much, Paul. And secondly, Manny Garza, who's called Manny, being a 
man name. It's a manny name. <laughs> saved Ma- it. Saved it. <laughs> manny Just calls, say, you know what you calls themselves. D- there you go. Yep, that's what you could have done. Spa- themselves. Spa associate at Chernobyl Chemical Cleanse Co. Oh, no. <laughs> well, they're going to burn your face off. Yeah, but the skin underneath will be so oh, yeah. supple. Baby butt fresh. <laughs> you'll look th- 30 years younger. And Manny. Is- dead. You'll look oh, dead. <laughs> I get it now. Thanks. I didn't get it at first. <laughs> I'm not even making fun. I didn't get it. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> but it was, it's good. Thank you. Manny's given us a fact. And this fact starts with uh, an intro. Hey, crew. This week, I have a medical fact to share with you all. Love medical facts. Well, was that a personal medical fact? <laughs> I have testicles. Woo! <laughs> the procedure known as a hysterectomy, the removal of the uterus, is broken down into two parts. Hyster... <laughs> which is related to the word hysteria or oh. strong emotions and ectomy, which means to cut out. What? <laughs> a bit bizarre that to this day, a common procedure that thousands of women have a day for a variety of reasons has a literal translation to cut out the hysterical bit. Sorry if it's all a bit uncomfortable. Please don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> when he said that it's in two, what did he say? Two, two parts. Two parts. Two parts. I thought, oh, I thought that was the operation. I thought well. he was going to describe oh, in detail how they get it out. <laughs> How you rem- oh, I don't know if I want. We I need to know. know. Wow, that is wild. Hysterectomy. As a person with a uterus, mm-hmm. I don't want to know. Mm-mm. Well, no. Maybe I'm pretty sure mine tries to escape once out. a month already, so I'm just gonna. <laughs> yeah, that. Is that something that can happen? Mm. They oh. just fight the fallopian tubes, start punching they punch it from the inside. Yeah. Oh. They're like, "Fuck you, no fuck you." <laughs> and the fallopian tubes wanted to punch them there and then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you so much, Manny. That is that is a fascinating fact. I'd call that all. That's borderline fun. Is that fun? Nah, Jesse? not but it's fascinating. Not for the uterus holder holders in them. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're pretty sensitive about our uteruses. I might our get, uteri. I might get uteri. I might get hysterical if we keep talking. About yeah. It. <laughs> I'm already on bloody on the way there, <laughs> and then I'm gonna smack you. <laughs> and another thing we like to do, Sam, is thank a few of our other Patreon supporters. Jess normally gives us a little bit of a game and. Um, uh, some sort of a thing that we can give them or something. I explained that well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think using game in this sense is weird anyway. It's not really a game. It's just a, a topic that we can... I reckon we, because uh, we have had a lot of fun teasing band names, maybe we give them a band name. Oh, great. Ooh, I like Something it. better better than Tarkus or worse? Better than Tarkus, but worse Both. than Orange. Okay. Somewhere between <laughs> So basically okay. Feather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, can I kick it off? Please. I'd love to thank from Washington, D.C., Andriana Ginoldi. Andriana Ginoldi and the Cuckoo Clocks. Oh. That's good. That is in that spot. I reckon the cuckoo yeah, clock. It's not quite as good as orange, but it's better than tark. Tarkus. Tar- oh, God. It's still bad. <laughs> it hurts to say. I question whether I'm not saying this is, can't be right. It can't be Tarkus. That sucks. Tarkus. It has bad mouthfeel. It, it does. Tarkus. 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 It makes me lisp on that S. Tarkus. Oh, I don't like it. The cuckoo clocks. Yeah, I like that. Good. Because um, it would have been too good if it was the cuckoo. <laughs> That would have been better. Cuckoo Cachoos. Oh, Cuckoo Cachoos. Cuckoo Cachoos would have been better than even Feather. But Cuckoo Clocks is right in that sweet spot between Mm -hmm. Orange Mm -hmm. and (laughs) Tarkus. Thank you so much, Andriana Ginaldi. I'd also love to thank, from a place 
they have not told us where. Vincenzo, Vinny, Giovanna, Bonadonna. Whoa. That's a name in itself. Okay. Vincenzo, Giovanni, Bonadonna. The Greyhounds. Oh, the Greyhounds. So Vincenzo, Vinny, Giovanni, Bonadonna, and the Greyhounds. So That's awesome. My neighbours have an Italian Greyhound, which are tiny Greyhounds. Oh, they're so cute. They're so cute. And uh, they got him as a puppy and they're like, oh, this is Vincenzo because he's Italian. We wanted to give him an Italian name. And I said, do you call him Vinny? And they went, nah, Cenzo. Oh, Chenzo. Like so now I just see Chenzo around the ha- Chenzo. around the Aww. building, and I go Chenzo, and he <laughs> runs away because he's so little. Chenzo's great. Chenzo's the best. So yeah, Vincenzo's band is the Greyhounds. Whoa, Vincenzo and the Greyhounds. I'd go see them play. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. All right, Dave, do you want to have a go? Yeah, let me have a go. I would like to thank all the way from Paranount. Okay. California, Paranount. I mean, if that's a mistake, we didn't type that in. No, so. I'm just trying to underline. <laughs> I'm trying to under, I'm underlining that so I don't get blamed yeah. when we've read it out it wrong. It definitely says Paranount. Paranount, California. It uh, auto corrects to Paramount when I Google it. I would like to thank George Fuentes. Ooh, oh, oh my God. George Fuentes. I just did an ear come. <laughs> George, we don't know if you misspelled your city name, but. Um, Don't you fucking regret face. <laughs> ear come. You've definitely now. Did you come in your own ear? <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's, a, that's a real skill. Wow, that's precision. When the wind is just right, <laughs> with just the right hip movement. You too can come in your own ear. Uh, 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 George Fuentes and the oh. correct wind. Oh. <laughs> Fuentes is so Fuentes. good. So oh great. Oh, my God. That... You just need to whisper it. Fuentes. Fuentes. Oh, the correct wind. Fuentes. Fuentes. Oh, yes. I love A light it. breeze. Okay, the correct wind. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, George Fuentes. And the light breeze. No, the correct wind. <laughs> <laughs> the correct wind. But when they tour certain countries, they have to be called the light Right, light breeze. Because there's another band. Yeah. Called the <laughs> thank you, George. I would also like to thank from uh, Carmanthenshire in Great Britain. Oh, I, beautiful neck of the woods. Beautiful. Carm- love. A beautiful neck of the woods with a beautiful n- name that rolls off the tongue. Carmanthenshire. <laughs> that was someone making up a fake place. Oh, you live, so, you've, you've set up your own town. What's it called? Um, Carmanthenshire. And that is uh, Sam Andreessen. Ooh, another fantastic Or Sam Andreessen. Oh, San Andreas Fault. It's in Wales. Carmanth and Sheep. Oh, that explains how I mispronounced it. Does that do I get away with that? Yes. Sam Andreessen and the Faults. Oh, the faults. You just had the San Andreas Fault. Oh yeah. The fault sounds good. good. I think that might actually be too good. Can yeah. you make it Maybe worse? the vaults. The vault. I was, oh, gonna, yeah. I was thinking Sam and the Dreesons. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Sam and the Dreesons. Yeah, that's, that's worse. That's not quite as good as Orange. <laughs> <laughs> it's better it's definitely than... better than Tarkus. <laughs> Tarkus. Oh, yeah. I think it all of like these have cleared the Tarkus. Tarkus. So thanks to Sam. Sam and Dreeson. And the Dreessons. Well, I would, I would like to thank a couple of people too, if I may. Oh, I've just seen the next do. name. Yeah. I would like to thank from Germany. Ooh. Deutschland, as they call it. Mm-hmm. Andreas Mulauer? Might even just be like 
Muller. Mueller. Mueller. Yeah, what does an umlaut do to a U? It stretches it, right? Like mule. mule. We've had Sam and and the Dreyasons, and now we have Andreas <laughs> Mueller. Oh, they, yeah. They're from K-O with an um. I think that's Cologne, right? Probably. Or what we call Cologne? Or, Maybe. Uh, or have they, are they from the kiln? Are they in the kiln? Get in the kiln. Get in the kiln. Don't get in the kiln. Um, all right, so what would Andreas's band name be? Uh, Mulana and the Dreyasons. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm going to call it. All right. So, Cologne, if it's um, um, the. Uh, so, you, uh, okay. The little glasses. <laughs> the little glasses. That yeah, Andreas Mueller just, and the little glasses. You just look at good. Sam's glasses? <laughs> no, in Cologne, they have small glasses <laughs> of beer. <laughs> <laughs> the little glasses. Because I think it, um, Sam was telling me before about how the living ends. Uh, the long necks. Their, their, their secret name is the long necks. So I was trying, I thought it was going to end up being as the opposite of that. The long necks is a type of, it's a tall the beer bottle. Glasses. The little glasses. <laughs> short glasses is better, probably. The short glasses. Short glasses. I like that. And finally, bringing it home uh, from Ireland, where we're going to be today when this comes out. We're flying flying there now. Exciting. Uh, I would love to thank Richard Fisher. Oh, Richie Fishy. Rich. (laughs) (laughs) Dick Dick Fisher. Oh, no. Um, Actually, that means something else. Oh, no. Um, You don't want a Dick Fisher. Wait, what? I don't know. Actually, um... (laughs) Uh, okay, all right. Someone corrected Jess on Twitter if people are trying to <laughs> figure out why she's sounding like this. Oh, it's um, so actually, fun. No, um, actually, these then... are my favourite. But the funnest thing about it is you can never tell if people are um, actually ironically or not. Yeah. Um, actually, um, actually, I'm doing that ironically. <laughs> <laughs> I would assume usually an um actually is an ironic thing, but anyway, that's a bit of fun. <laughs> Dick Fisher. Dick <laughs> Fisher and... The, all right, let's each do one word for this last all one. Right, okay. All right. So it's the first word that comes to your mind. I'm going to start it. The wet. Bun. Behind me. <laughs> the wet barn behind me. That is better than Tarkus. It rains in right? The wet barn behind So Richard Fisher and the wet barn behind me. <laughs> that is actually, that, I kind of love that name. Yeah. Is, that, is that too good? That might almost be too good for orange. It yeah. sounds like the, wet the title of an me. oil painting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Well, that's the kind of uh, music that Richard Fisher makes. Yeah. Art. Art. Yeah, he lets his guitar do the talking, and it says, Art. <laughs> Thank well, you so much, Richard, Andreas, Sam, George, Vincenzo, and Andriana. And also, uh, finally, before we start wrapping up, it is time to induct some listeners into the Triptych Club. So these beautiful people, Sam, have been supporting us on Patreon for three years. And oh, once legends. they hit the three-year level... They get inducted in the Triptych Club, which Dave is, is, I think, 24 hours a day is working on a, on an extra page of the website, which is going to list all the I just names. Don't, it's, don't stop saying it. In gold glitter? I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Wait, you're not going to do it? <laughs> you did it for your mum's butt and you put up a picture of you flipping off the camera. You, you won't figure out how to do it. <laughs> 
I forgot how to get in there. I've lost the password. Let not it go. Do it. Let it go, Matt. All Come right. On. He's not going to do it. He's going to do it. He he assured me. He's winking as how he about, says he's let's not. Let's just put it on a piece of paper and we'll hang him up on the wall. Oh. And then we can just add to it. On the fridge, surely. Just know, I say these names out loud before I go to bed every night. (laughs) Just know that. Stop saying it. I'm not going to do it. (laughs) Your mum's butt, we did. Yeah, that was a one time only. (laughs) Oh, yeah, this would be, you'd have to check in. Anyway, let's read the names. Uh, From Norwich, Douglas Allen Whiteside. From Provo, Daniel Ryan. From Camperdown, Connor Saunders. From Wolverhampton, Sam Jones and from Manchester. Go Wolves. Benjamin <laughs> Bresson. Oh, thank you so much. You absolute legends. So good. Thank you so, so much. Douglas is a great name. You don't hear enough of anymore. Douglas, Daniel, Connor, Sam, Benjamin. A fantastic group of names. Beautiful. Benjamin, of course, uh, being the kind of money <laughs> that I got out to go visit Ireland. <laughs> oh, no. oh, Can't no. wait to spend some of them Irish Benjamins. Oh, dear. <laughs> What you, I don't know why you're making those sounds. No, it's all right. Um, we'll just wrap up and um, we'll uh, we'll tell you later. Uh, thanks, everyone, that does support the show on Patreon. You can get those uh, bonus episodes that we put out every month that no one else hears if you go to patreon.com slash pod. They're some of the funnest apps we ever do are, are those episodes. Hot tip. Um, it's like we almost pretend that no one will ever hear it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which means we can say whatever we like. That's true. Uh, any, what else do we need to plug? Uh, our social media, everything is do go on pod. Uh, that's on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Gmail for email. And our website, do go on pod.com. And you can get tickets to uh, upcoming live shows at do go on pod.com slash something or other. But yeah, you can click on a link there, I reckon. <laughs> There'd be a link in there. And if you wanted to hear more of Jimmy Barnes, the screaming cowboy, as some people know him as. Listen to Listen Now with me and Sam. If you're searching your thing, Listen Now with Matt and Sam. It'll come up and it's a real good time. We go through them album by album. And we also, the first episode, we go through the history of pub rock and the early days of Chisel, which is a bit of bloody fun. Um, But I guess before we go, there's nothing else left to do apart from say... Any way you want it, that's the way you need it. Any way you want it, all night, all night, all every night. I'm proud of you for remembering. I only just caught it right at the end. Well done. Good job. Laters. Bye. Goodbye. No, I go last. Bye. Goodbye. Stop it. Bye. Thanks for joining us, Sam. Fuck you. Bye. Bye. Sam, you shut up. Shut up, Sam. And thanks for coming. But shut up. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.